Welcome everybody to Monsters and Madness, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring some of the members and friends of the Hawk and Cleaver community. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please don't forget to head on over to hawkandcleaver.com where you can find an amazing community of creators and content, including novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Right, so, last game. You have solved the goblin problem, and you've been going about the little town of Rasselton, filling in and doing odd jobs. There was a missing cat, one of the uh, local alchemists needed some supplies, and then uh, rather abruptly you were greeted by a completely naked man called Flink Merriweather, who had accidentally made a very violent suit of armour <laughs> that had gained sentience and got a bit crazy. After helping him and sniffing his pillow, uh, he is now a little bit more machine now than man, twisted and evil. But uh, you've gone to the local blacksmith, Gilfer, to uh, see if you can remove the parts of armor that have now bonded onto him. Gilfer said that he could look into that for you, but it was getting late in the day, so you guys decided to call it a night and head back to the winged horse. Is there any uh, like dealings or anything you'd like to do, or any uh, loose ends you'd like to tie up, or would you like to just kind of cut to uh, going to bed straight away? Can I do something, actually? Yeah, of course. Alright, what would you like to do? I would like to... I was looking at my notes and realised that I hadn't done this yet. I'm trying to figure out what it's called. It's where I, like, bind my throwing axes to myself so they always come back. Yes, yes, you have the ability to uh, cast Bound Weapon as yes. a Eldritch Knight. So, yeah, that is easily said than done. You can take about an hour or so just uh, when you get back to the pub with a pint because you're a dwarf so you probably would do it with a pint you just spend an hour, uh, an hour or so just concentrating and channeling your energy into these throwing axes that you have after a while you kind of feel the magic wash over them they kind of flash a bit and uh, you could even do it if you wanted to right now or you could go outside into the kind of town square by the well you, uh, you like huck the axe and it just kind of goes off and then you just kind of snap your finger and it just magically appears back in your hand. You hear a window break in the distance. Oh, it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, read good credit. Yeah. Phil Collie howls. <laughs> oh god, the dog! <laughs> Phil Collie the dog. Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like you're you're now playing the game of like loose ends. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. bring all of these things like up forever. <laughs> well while we're there and we're in the pub before we turn in. Having marvelled at the arm wrestling contest between um, between Oren and our mechanical friend previously, uh-huh. I would be interested to see how Oren performs in an arm wrestle against our hard-hammering blacksmith friend. Wouldn't you, everybody? Aye. <laughs> we get a slow clap going in the, in the pub. Wrestle, 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 wrestle. Yeah, Gilf was there. He's probably already on, like, his third. He is, like, chugging these, these ales. Uh, kind of Gilfer. Although he doesn't actually move his neck at all, he just seems to just be nothing but brawny shoulders and back. He kind of turns. There's like a weird kind of twist in his lower back, and you hear this almighty crunch. And he's like, Yeah, I could go for an arm wrestle, sure. Yeah, that'd be great. 
<laughs> forgotten that was his voice. <laughs> <laughs> we forget that he was a Stallone. <laughs> he just like puts his big beefy like thud of an arm onto the to the table next to you, uh, Oran. All right, Gilfer, let's do this. All right. This will be a. These will be contested strength rolls, so we'll both roll at the same time and see see who gets higher. Is it d twenties? Uh, It'd be the d twenties, yep. And then you're just plusing your strength. Uh, just a little quick question to the group: What do we think? Do we think he had like a plus four, plus five to his strength? Dude, I'll, I'll let, yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you guys decide. No, Oran's already decided. He's got all these characters. He's, what he's we... got to be pretty strong, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. He's hammering all day, and he has Stallone's voice. I reckon it's a five. Sorry, that's five. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's a plus five. <laughs> Whose side are you on? The side of sports. Okay. Is, any, is anyone putting a wager on this? Um, I order two extra pints from the bar and say both of these are for the winner. <laughs> you kind of nice. see nice. Gilfer's eyes just go a bit bigger and a bit wider. <laughs> You'd, if he had eyebrows, which he doesn't, because they've just been obliterated from the sparks of the anvil. If he had eyebrows, they would go up slightly, but they do not. Okay, Oren, are you ready? Yes. Here we go. First roll. Ten. Okay, I, I 17. <laughs> so it starts off in the middle and straight off the gate, like you just see veins just pop all over Gilbert's like <laughs> forearm and bicep. And ah. it all you like literally grab onto the stool <laughs> to make sure you don't topple over. Okay, it's one towards Gilbert. Again. Oh. 22. One. It goes one. back to the. Yeah, 21. Just oh. beat me by one. It goes I back into the middle. <laughs> wasn't ready. He was like, oh crap, here we go. He just wrenches. <laughs> it goes back into the middle. Again. Yes. 19. Okay, I got a natural one. <laughs> you just, you twist and you just really get that shoulder and just hammer it down. I'll let you move two places so you, like, it is on the cusps now. Oh! One more, and you've won. This is exciting. Here we go, roll again. Dice rolls now, Oren. 19 again. I only got 10. Oh! He's done it. He's done it. Don't know how, but you just wrench it down. You just thud into the table. They thought it could never happen. (laughs) I'm with him. I'm with him. Oh, can you now? Oh. Can you now like stand on a stool and clink the two beers together and just pour them down? That's <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. So wow. Exactly. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right, I mean, I'm a little bit tired from walking the forge all day. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Blimey, well done. Smashed it. That's you didn't the best. That's the robot, could you? That's yeah. it. I know. That's the best rolling I'm going to do all night, yeah. probably. <laughs> For those listening in the podcast, I'm putting that dice away now. That dice doesn't get to play anymore. <laughs> that dice has shamed me. Okay. So, uh, we have Oran magically bounding, uh, oh, sorry, binding to his hand axes, which he can throw and summon at any point. He's successfully won an arm wrestle against a big burly blacksmith. Anything else anyone else would like to do? I'm going to drain my drink and watch the frivolities. All right. 
Any more business? Uh, no, the business. I'm just ready for a rest after a couple of um, hard-fighting adventures. All right. Just seeing the uh, the arm wrestle has just put me out. Too much excitement for one day. Yeah. <laughs> we have been in a sewer during the same day, right? Mm-hmm. God, has it all still been in the sewer and stuff? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we haven't rested since um, since we first set out to look for that cat. So uh, that's true. That is very very right. <laughs> Yeah, Rice the cat. Yeah, ready for a little nap. <clears throat> a cat right, nap, after, if you will. Yes, cat nap. After a very long and adventurous day of finding cats and destroying armor and arm wrestling, you finish it off with a nice hearty round of drinks and you all hit the hay. Sleep deep and heavy and probably a little bit longer and a little bit later into the morning than you intended. Uh, you arise bright and early well not actually not bright and early you kind of slept in a little bit with all the drinking and arm wrestling as you head down from the uh, bedrooms and stuff on the first floor as you head down onto the ground floor of the uh, tavern uh, a gentleman you have not seen before is there at the bar quite a large man quite rotund in the belly uh, he's got a big poofy uh, orange hair but just on the side he's bald on top and a big chunky like bright orange walrus like moustache kind of turns to you guys and he's like <coughs> oh well uh, is, it, is this the uh, heroes of Russellton I see the goblin slayers is, is, is this you I mean heroes is for other people to say but um, yes we're the people you were you're referring to <laughs> ah, excellent excellent and he kind of comes up to you guys like you're halfway down the stairs and he gets his huge like dustbin lid hands like big pudgy fingers and slaps all your hands together and gives you a big old chunky handshake it's like well um uh, my name is uh, oh blimey what's his name <laughs> <laughs> i wrote it down when i write it down ah uh, there it is <laughs> i got too much into the character i forgot his own name <laughs> This big, like, you can't really see his mouth at all. It's just this big walrus moustache that's just flapping about. Uh, my name is Darthard Gumbert, and I am the uh, town master here in Russellton. I, I cannot thank you enough for getting rid of those pesky goblins, and I, I heard you gave Merryweather a helping hand as well, which, of course, one of our residents here and very well respected, so we, we appreciate that as well. Oh, it was uh, it was it was a pleasure. We came into town and not really, you know. Everyone seemed to be living in in fear, and um, the guys here they they wouldn't stand for it. So uh, yeah, pleased to help. Yes, yes, of course. And uh, uh, please make sure, like, uh, if this ever happened again, I would uh, I would immediately go to uh, the high authorities and some of the local militia. Uh, they just completely <coughs> caught us off guard this time. So it's good thing you came along when you did. He's like prodding you all in the chest with like dumpy stubby fingers I want to give him a bit of a cautious eye and just ask where have you been uh you're ask, you asking where he's been yes well I was uh, trying to uh, console and uh, and try and get the financial things in order what with the uh, the uh, bribes and the ransoms we had to pay but but I've also been trying to re-establish connections with a neighboring town because big exciting news is coming. Kind of reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a piece of paper 
It's got a little kind of uh, little tear in the corner, like it's been on the notice board, but he's immediately kind of snatched it off. <laughs> he's like, of course, uh, any jobs or things that need to be done about the town put on the notice board, but as town town master, I get pick of the good stuff, and it's definitely going to you chaps. You seem perfect for this. Kind of presents you with a piece of paper. Who wants to read it? Cool. <coughs> I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to read it. Yeah, let's. All right. Uh, he's very, very excited. You immediately open this piece of paper, but he seems to already be explaining exactly what the paper says, <laughs> even though you're reading it. It's like, do you people know of the neighbouring town of Croft? Can't never heard, never heard No? Uh, everybody roll a uh, intelligence for me, just straight off the bat, to see if you have. Obviously, you guys don't, but your characters may have. Eight. Intelligence, right? Yes, intelligence. Who are a was that an eight? Yes. Twenty-two. Okay. Twenty-two for um, Scamos, yeah? Eighteen over here. Eighteen for Finn. Oran? Oran's definitely never heard of Croft. It was two. <laughs> <laughs> Use your dice rolls. It's already okay. happening. Uh, Finn and Scamos, you know that Croft is a nearby city. It's not on the seafront like uh, Russellton is. It's uh, about a couple of days' travel into the actual um, into the actual mainland. It's a, uh, from what you've heard, it's nothing fancy or nothing special. A little bit bigger than Russellton, but um, no, from your knowledge, it's just another kind of town. Uh, however, Darfur Gumbert, the uh, town master is very very excited it's like uh, uh, Croft has, has had a a, a, a revelation a, a rejuvenation it's absolutely fantastic they've discovered this form of arcane power and the city lights itself it's like a candelabra it's like a firework display everything runs like clockwork and like steam but it's not steam at all it's all this magical new power it's absolutely fantastic they're calling it the City of Power. That certainly sounds interesting. Far more I interesting know, know, than yes. this town. No, 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 but this is the best thing. This power supply is absolutely free. Uh, uh, this wonderful man who invented it, his name's Bunzel, uh, Professor Power, they're calling him. He's created this energy source and it's powering the whole town and we're getting these magical uh he calls it golden thread which would connect our town to the power supply as well ah interesting interesting uh, he yeah. starts starts jabbing the the piece of paper that you're currently holding in your hand it almost slips out of your hands <laughs> so where do some... we come in well this is the thing this is the thing it's my pod product product <laughs> He needs some correspondence from this town to go and chat with him to make sure everything's on the level and we're all ready to receive the power supply. He kind of kind of points at all you guys, and I think no one else would be better for this job. I whispered to the others, I'm pretty sure there's a catch. <laughs> I look at uh, Darthard and I say, well, the best isn't the cheapest. <laughs> he uh he looks you in the eye kind of looks down at the paper looks you in the eye looks down at the paper uh, Finn you look down at the bottom 
to go and talk to Professor Bunzel and to let him know that Russelton is ready to receive the power supply, he's offering 4,000 gold. What? Guys, just, this is, this is just amazing. Just to go and give him the thumbs up. So, a lot of windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of windows. A lot of windows. So, I'm just going to sort of huddle with my comrades here. Guys, 4,000. It sounds too good to be true. What do, what do we think? Well, um, I don't know about you guys, but I think we can certainly take the job. We can go and take a look into it. And remember our old rule, if anything does seem suspicious about this Professor Power, um, we'll establish with um, Darthard in a minute if he understands if Professor Power is capable of bleeding, because then we'll know that if it goes <laughs> south, exactly what we can do is plan B. Can we just okay. check with the... I think we should also... I'm also whispering to you guys as well. I think we should check with Dartha there, if there's anything we shouldn't sniff. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> can, he, can he offer us a means of travel? I mean, if he's going to upfront 4,000 gold, could he lend us some horses? Before we leave town, though, we, don't we need to go and see a certain man about a certain magic carpet that was promised to a certain bunch of adventurers? A certain man who's currently in agony because his certain armour is attached to him. No, it isn't attached to him anymore. It is. No, it is. is. Still no, some of it's melded with his skin, yes. And we've, just, had, we've just... just been partying and arm wrestling and sleeping. <laughs> he wasn't expecting us till morning. I mean, we go <laughs> just before we go round, you give him that health potion, he'll be fine. <laughs> so we'll go round there, we'll get the carpet, and then maybe any transport that can be arranged can be ready for us. That gives him time. I mean, in a way, that's less demanding. We're giving him time to get it ready. I, yeah, I think this. I think this job is uh, too good to be true, and it's not. And my gut tells me there's, we're, there's a problem ahead. Four thousand gold for being a, a messenger. Something. <laughs> let's here. let's let's just pressure test this a little bit. Should we have a quick chat with um, Darth here and see if we can um, find out anything else about the job? Sure. So we turn back around. Darth, hey, we've just been. Oh, um, we've. We've just been discussing amongst the group, and we would love to help you. Absolutely thrilled to ribbons to uh, go and give you Fantastic, fantastic, yes. are a couple of questions, though, because obviously as the town master here, yeah, yes, you're, you're, you, you want to make sure that this is um, you know, safe and, and, and the best thing for your town, right? By all means, yes, So we have, we have your authority as town master to, to question and investigate Professor Power to make sure that everything's safe for your uh, people. Question and investigate. He's giving us this power source for free. Look, I think, obviously, you're skeptical, and I understand that. It's this strange man who needs you to go and visit him. But once you get to Croft, once you get to the City of Power, I think all your doubts will instantly be erased. Okay. But just to be absolutely sure, you're comfortable that if anyone is not on the level, has sinister intentions, then, um, you know, we can do what's necessary, right? Professor Bunzel not on the level. Come now, I thought you lot were smarter than that. Just hypothetically, DTA, um, sir, DTA. I'd like to just interject here, sorry. Um, Darthard, if everything's on the level and everything's okay, why are you paying us this amount of money to do such a basic simple task that you could probably pay someone five gold 
to do. No, 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 you, you misunderstand, my boy. Professor Bunzel will give you 5,000 gold on your arrival. So he's oh, giving oh. the power for free to your city and paying us 4,000. Yes! Hmm. Well, I think we have Some, to run into this. smells fishy. <laughs> and it's not the fish. <laughs> when was the last time you actually visited Croft yourself? Have you seen the power in action? Well, I, fortunately, I haven't had the honour of witnessing it yet with all the, uh, the goblins and whatnot, but what I've heard is very, very impressive. And who have you heard it from? Well, Bunzel himself, he's been sending me letters. Uh, luckily, a couple of them got lost or uh, delayed because of the goblins taking all the couriers. But I've got them all and received them all. Do you have these letters that we can look at and examine? He kind of starts patting down his big round belly. <laughs> not, on my, not on my person right now, no. Okay, hold on, team huddle, whispering to the other guys. <laughs> I think we should go ahead and accept to the point to see if they can also give us horses and then see if we can produce the letters and then we could potentially investigate the letters and see if they all match up and they're all um, up to shape, if you know what I mean, and there's been no tampering. I say we accept, get the magic carpet, just fly into Croft and just start throwing fireballs. Really make it the city of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll show them power with our horses and magic carpets. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And my new power fist that I have here. Yeah. If we you wrap the power a horse off. with the carpet, would the horse fly if it was wrapped in the carpet? <laughs> Why must you ask me these questions? Oh. <laughs> Do you they wear have the toilets? Cape? Yeah. Do they have toilets? Where are the oaks? Can we wrap a magic carpet round a horse and make the horse fly? <laughs> Stop it! We haven't heard how big the we haven't seen or heard how big the, the magic carpet is. It could be like one of those little samples that you get. Yeah. Oh pocket, yeah. Little pocket square. It's a little flying pocket square. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we should just accept the job. I don't know if we're going to get much... Um, this is still the huddle. I don't think we're going to glean much from the letters, to be honest. I think we need to uh, go and see... What's his name? Flink? Flink, yes. Flink. And uh, try and try our best to help that guy out, because he must be in agony right now. Yeah, nobody and nobody sends it all that. Yeah, and get our magic carpet, and then... Yeah, we should probably... I think we should probably ask Darth that... Am I saying it right? What's his name? Uh, Darthon. Darthon. This is part of this is part of. Am I saying his name right? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Darth, Darthon's Darth mates with this Merryweather, so let's just get Darthon. We'll all have a nice little walk over, get this sorted out. How about? Do you think we should take Darthon with us over to Flinks? Well, if he wants this job doing, let's let's just all go yeah, down. Let's do it. Couldn't let's even start. preparing our steeds. Yeah, we're oh, gonna we're oh. gonna need we're gonna need steeds, aren't we? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, okay. I'll, I'll just I'm just asking Darthon very quickly. How um how should how are we gonna get uh, over to Croft? It's you know it's two days away. It's a long ride. Uh, do you have any uh, horses or? Yes, uh, we have a couple of uh, ponies and steeds that we could uh, we just fly with. Nice. We need deposits though. Take it out the fort. Take it out the fort. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How much is a deposit? Is that like five silver? 
for the price of a window? Is that how much you need? It's <laughs> money back. So it looks at you like, price of a window? What are you talking about? Um, let's have a look-see. I would say that to rent some horses for a couple of days to get to Croft and back, uh, probably the deposit on the horse would probably be three gold each. Hmm. Okay. Sure. We have what one? if what if we get two horses? Well, it's three gold each, so I think it's three gold per horse, right? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. If we get two horses, then we can double up. Just <laughs> save some money. I'm just saying we could be economic here. Uh, you have three fully grown adults and a quite short but still very burly dwarf. I don't know if uh, two horses would cut it. Yeah, let's let, let's treat ourselves, guys. We haven't really spent very much money for all the people we've slaughtered and taken the treasure of. Should we if he, if treat ourselves to a horse? bolt in the night, let it be on your head. <laughs> <laughs> if horses bolt on my head, I'm going to have bigger problems. Yeah, I, I will place a bet that we're not going to have these horses by the time we get to Croft. <laughs> we will be, honestly, or perhaps we'll be so careful with the horses, we'll water them and feed them and talk to them and give them names. It's not us caring about them that I'm concerned about. <laughs> We just we just find ourselves in rather dire shenanigans. Name, name one occasion where our our actions have caused an innocent person or animal to die. One Rice. occasion. Rice is dead. I know that's not us, but Rice is dead. We weren't that talking was... enough. Chen and is dead. Chen, yeah, I was gonna say Chen, like Chen. Well gone, uh, well done, Rice. Yes, Chen is name, dead. Name three occasions. You <laughs> <laughs> said let's bring dead. a name up a Chen again. <laughs> um. We put a depo- we're putting down a deposit though, so it really doesn't matter if anything happens to these horses. We're you know we're not seeing this gold again. <laughs> I think if it was just if, if this is a deposit, you know, it's a lot like when you go to the horse races. You you put the money down that you'd be happy to to have spent at the end of the day, and if we don't get it back, you know that's that's three gold well spent for a horse. Mm. I was gonna say it's twelve gold total. And you may potentially get four thousand in the next couple of days, so I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think we will. <laughs> I would I would like Let's to go. propose a deal to Darthen. Since he's clearly the the entrepreneurship businessman type. How about Okay. Hold on, okay. hold on. About, uh, um, before you do, Finn, yeah. who's got the best persuasion? Oh, that might oh, no, Finn, Finn's on a roll, let him do it. Do it, do it, Finn. Since since we're clearly guaranteed this four thousand gold, how about you front us the horses, and on our guaranteed return, we will give you twenty gold per horse. Make a persuasion with advantage. So let's have a look. Plus five. Ooh, 11. Roll again. The advantage. The advantage, yeah. Roll twice. Take the higher number. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, no. 10. <laughs> so, 11 or 10? Yeah. He, uh, you can kind of see his, like, little tongue kind of stick out and just kind of lick the side of his, uh, big walrusy moustache. <laughs> kind of a bit of his caught in the side of his lip. That that sounds fine. Yes, I'm at the twenty gold. Yes, absolutely. Okay, you prepare as the horses. We'll go visit Merryweather. We've got some unfinished business there. 
as we walk away, I want to just also add that he was asking for an initial deposit, not talking about what the rest of that upfront that that cost would be. So actually, getting the whole horses for twenty pound is a fucking steal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who says you have to give these horses back? This is, it might be just your horses now. <laughs> when we get back, we can say the deal has changed. Pray that it will not change it further and leave. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking we're not going to come back. So I'm thinking, yeah, let's just get some free horses. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, with that, Darthan thanks you again for accepting the job, and he looks forward to getting the power supply. He looks forward to your return. He's very, very excited, and he uh, kind of bounds and bounces out the door. Nice. Poor guy. So uh, you guys are heading over to Flink? I'm gonna grab um grab Giltha and then um head to Flink's or is Giltha already arranged to meet us there? Is that something we maybe spoke about before we went to bed? Uh, I think you were going to go to uh Giltha's first. Yes. Yeah. So we'll fetch Giltha as we discussed and then we'll we'll head along to to Flink's together. Alright. As you head over to Gilford's Forge, uh, you can hear, as you, you're a good couple of feet away from it, but you can already hear the kind of ha 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 kind of thing. <laughs> as you kind of come round the back of the forge and uh, to the uh, furnace itself and the anvils and all the bits and bobs, and there is a uh, very looking very sorry for himself, but clothed this time, Merryweather, as uh, Gilford is picking up his hand, his mangled, bloody. Uh, metal coated hand and kind of looking at it and kind of turning and twisting it every time he moves it he's like kind of gets a very tiny almost like a carving hammer is just tinking it ever so slightly kind of listening and stuff and you can hear Guilford's like oh yeah Merriweather yeah you really you got yourself in a bit of a predicament here, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> got a, I don't really know what to do about it. <laughs> Merryweather's there like, no, come on, you, you've got to do something. He's like, oh, I mean, we could take the whole foot off and maybe, like, get you, like, a peg leg or something. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 don't take the whole foot off. <laughs> At that point, you kind of guys are, are come around the corner. Uh, Gilf was like, oh, here's the guy with the arm wrestling. Yeah, you're great, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gilfer, how's things looking here? Mm, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's not really good, no. He's, He's kind of got it all wrapped up in metal, and it's really tight, and there's no seam. It seems to have sealed itself. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. He's okay to talk right now, though, right? Because he owes us a, a magic carpet. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. He kind of drops the metal coat in hand, which clunks onto the anvil, and flings like, ah! <laughs> Hello. Hey. Now a good time? Remember us, Flink? Uh, yes, I remember you. <laughs> You uh, you promised us while uh, while you were screaming and crying last night uh, yes. that you were going to give us a magic carpet. Yes, uh, it's not finished. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. D- define not finished. Still needs a bit of work on it. 
So give me a kind of slowly lifts up his mangled hand, looks down at his peg leg of a metal stump of a foot. Give me maybe a week or so. So what you're telling me is it's just a carpet. Aren't all flying carpets just carpets? <laughs> With the extra time that you're going to have to work on it, will the carpet's flying ability be strong enough to lift a horse if the horse were hypothetically wrapped in the carpet? And then us <gasps> on the horse you, as well. Why do you ask these questions? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, we learn. <laughs> will it How else do you expect me to have fun, Lewis, if I don't ask these questions? <laughs> okay, flying carpet, flying carpet. Going to lose Lewis's twenty minutes in forums. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the maths equation of how you work out how much magic carpets can carry. Can someone, can someone Google like how many pounds a horse is? <laughs> we know. It's well, like... old. <laughs> no, not <laughs> you. Did. I'll ask this imp. Hang on, dear Siri, how heavy is a horse? This flash is a picture of my mum. Weight of a domestic horse is 500 to 2,000 pounds. 500 to 2,000 pounds. So 500 to 2,000 pounds. That's a big. Let's split, let's split the difference and say 1,200. Mm. Yeah, he did mm. say it was like a pony. Okay, flying carpets. <laughs> Do we need to look into multiple carpets here? <laughs> <laughs> How many pounds? Call it 1200. 1200. Uh, kind of meta knowledge and stuff, but I'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, the biggest carpet you can get is six foot by nine foot, and it can only carry up to 800 pounds. So we need two carpets. So you need <laughs> two carpets and tie them together to make a carpet raft. <laughs> Flint, can you make us two carpets? Oh, looks at you like. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's very important. I haven't even finished one! <laughs> okay, uh, Flink. I mean, we're not happy about the, the, the week delivery time because you didn't specify that uh, last night. But if... Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we did give you a week... Because we're going to be out of town, right? We're heading over to Croft. Can you, like, uh, <laughs> deliver it to us um, without us having to come back to collect it? Or can it fly itself to us somehow? Kind of his eyes go wide. It's like, you're going you're going to Croft. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we're on a, a small errand to Croft. Uh, what have you heard about it? Oh, I wish I could go with you. Professor Bunzel is a genius. It's the whole reason I wanted to do all this enchanting and sorcery and whatnot. Oh, maybe you could, um, maybe, after the carpet is finished, incentive to get it finished, you could fly over to Croft and meet us there. No, no, I, I've got to come with you right now. And he tries to stand up <laughs> and he puts weight on the nub and he's like, ha, ha, sits back down again. <sighs> well, could you tell him about me and that I'm a big fan of his? Absolutely. Just write, just write what you want to tell him on a bit of paper, attach it to the carpet... And then when we get it, we'll read the paper and... In three to five business days, yeah? yeah. <laughs> you, want to you want to deliver your son of a bitch? If you're a bastard, do it expedited deliveries. 
Yeah, heavens. we can we can Any... tell him about your skill and speed in making magical carpets, along with other things. Look, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the ETA on the carpet, but would you like something else just to take the edge off? Could you suggest tell us the location of the stray dog? The location of the stray dog. A little, a little white dog I've seen running around. Have you, have you seen him? Are you familiar with him? He, he seems to be friendly in this, this part of town. Hmm. The ability to locate people and objects is a spell. However, I believe it is a divine spell only available to certain people. One second. Locate creature. Let's see. Ah, no. Locate creature is a divination spell. Uh, he uh, kind of looks at you. It's like it's not—it's not something I go into the the art of divination. But give me some time, and I could maybe find this a d- dog. His name is Phil Colley. <laughs> okay, well, knowing his name will help. Yes. <laughs> I, I I turn to Gilfer and I say, "Have Have you seen any sight of this dog? Because we've seen him twice, and we've been here like two days." Uh, what colour is it? Dog colour. <laughs> oh yeah, dog colour dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a couple of stray dogs. I mean, uh, you can't really feed them because then they don't leave you alone. But yeah, I mean, I see a couple out and about sometimes. Any any one place in particular or just roaming? No, just out and about in the town. Okay. More near the resident area because there's a lot of like food and stuff, you know? Good to know, thank you. Oh, don't worry about it, it's great. So, Flink, you mentioned something to maybe take the edge off, because I'm feeling a lot of edge right now. (laughs) You're feeling (laughs) (laughs) We are such dicks to this poor man. (laughs) He's like, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. And he kind of, he's got like a little messenger bag, like a little satchel on his side, kind of flips it open with his good hand and kind of Mary Poppins reaches in and his hand completely envelops it. It almost seems to be a very similar item to the backpack you guys currently have, the handy haversack. Hey, this bag looks pretty good, guys. Maybe we can get this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the bag stays with me. <laughs> he kind of, he reaches in. It's kind of wincing a little bit because he's got to twist his arm ever so slightly. And you can hear like clanging and clunking and like stuff being toppled over. And he pulls out a, uh, it's almost like a like a trophy, like a golden, big, fancy golden cup, like the World Cup kind of thing, like a big trophy kind of cup. Kind of looks at you guys, and kind of as he presents it to you, this weird liquid like sloshes out of the cup and just kind of falls all over the floor. And he's like, oh, whoops. He's like, uh, this was gifted to me uh, as a uh, little friendly competition of a wizard battle that I won. Nice. What's what's the liquid in there? I don't know. <laughs> kind of shugs. I don't know. Kind of hands it to you, gestures to give it to you. Okay, who's gonna drink it? <laughs> One of us has form. I mean, oh, I have oh, 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 don't, don't, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink. No. Someone take it because I've only got one hand. Okay, I'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Why? Now, this uh, trophy has been imbued with a very strange and unique magical property. Every day, there is a new potion in the cup. 
<laughs> you can Ooh. bottle it, uh, or you can keep it in the cup. Uh, however, each morning it will vanish and a new potion will arrive and appear in the cup. Uh, you have the ability to kind of uh, uh, use magic or use your medicine and skills to uh, determine what the potion is before you drink it, of course, but like a uh, lottery. Fun. I like this a lot. <laughs> Thank you. You see? This is good. This is good. The edge has definitely subsided, Frank. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're, you're a good man. We'll say we'll say excellent things to you uh, about you to old Professor Bunzel. By the way, does he see oh, him on the level Show him the cup. Show him the cup. While this is going on, I'd like to be climbing up on top of the building to get to the roof. Oh my god. <laughs> well, while he's climbing, this seems like a... This potion, this magical potion lottery cup, seems like a good fin item. Well, I just want to say to Flink that if we were the types of people to steal potions, we, we, this, we definitely wouldn't anymore after getting this. <laughs> <laughs> good to know, good to know. Uh, okay, uh, or a practice you start climbing the roof, you can hear Gilfra from behind you going, oh, hey kid, the front door's over there, kind of thing, <laughs> as you start going up. As uh, uh, But Finney kind of gives you the cup and is like, uh, yes, so you just, uh, you can bottle it or you can just drink it straight from the cup. Uh, it's random every day. It's a little adventure. And I can put this in my bag and the, and the liquid won't spill? Oh. Oh, you've got a bag as well? Yeah, And then yeah. lifts up his little messenger bag. He's like, we bag, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yes, you are now in uh, possession of the Wizard's Cup. That's a better Each... name than the, the Potion Lottery Cup that I wrote. <laughs> the <up>. Potion Lottery <laughs> The Wizard's Potion Lottery Cup. Wizard's. I like the Lottery Cup name. I'm going to write that down instead. Alright, so uh, you can, at any point, uh, drink from the cup or bottle it and drink it at a later time in the day. Uh, before you drink, obviously, or bottle it, you will roll a 20-sided dice to determine what the potion is. <laughs> nice. And then you can just randomly drink it and hope for the best, or you can use some kind of magical or kind of medicine abilities or arcana abilities to determine what the potion is. So if we were to bottle it up into four bottles and then one of us was to drink it, mm -hmm. the effect would happen, but then obviously the other three people would know whether they would want to And there it. is there is enough there is enough in the uh, cup for one. So you can either pour it into uh... a bottle and give it to someone because it's a bit easier to carry it in this big kind of trophy cup. I, I see. Or you can just like an absolute dick in the middle of a battle just get this big trophy almost <laughs> like you almost like you've won the formula one and just gotta down yourself in this yeah. potion uh, drink however, it in a drink it in a clinch like popeye the sailorman yeah <laughs> but if you if you put it in a bottle that won't change the next day only the uh, contents no. inside the cup at the end of the day or every morning either in the cup or bottled the potion okay. disappears and the cup refills okay Okay, yep, that sounds good. While he's uh, explaining, while uh, Flink Merriweather is explaining all this stuff to me, uh, Uraprax, you're on the roof. What are you What are you doing on the roof? I, I'm just having a scan across the streets to see what I can see. Uh, I, I want to see if I can spy Darthan, make sure he's, he's not up to no, no 
mischief, and I want to have a look and just see see if I can find Phil Colley. Alrighty, uh, roll a perception then for me. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, you don't see any stray dogs. However, you do see uh, the kind of middle of the town square where the well is and notice board. A uh, horse, a big, chunky, like, uh, work pony, uh, has arrived with a big kind of wagon on the back of it. This wagon has several long, nicely carved, dead straight, like, trunks, almost like telegraph poles. Uh, Darthan is there next to it, kind of greeting the person riding this horse and cart. The person on the horse and cart is, you can't hear what he's saying, but he's kind of gesturing to the these telephone poles, kind of points to the kind of main strip where you had your your goblin ambush with the bug, uh, hobgoblins and bugbears, kind of, and you can kind of see that he's obviously explaining that obviously these poles will be posted along the tradeway and this pathway here into the centre of town. He kind of starts gesturing over to the resident area, Darth and like nodding at agreement, the, the walrus moustache kind of flapping <laughs> and bru- going in the breeze. Uh, but no, apart from that, uh, you don't see any uh, stray dogs. Okay. However, actually with that 16, I will say as well, in the town square where the uh, horse and cart and these new telegraph poles to uh, transport the power has arrived, there are four horses tied up outside the tavern waiting for you as well. Cool. I jump off and use Featherfall just off my landing. All right. You just kind of Mary Poppins it and just kind of... <laughs> Feet together and like toes out, heels together. You just kind of just <laughs> down. no sign of Phil Collie, guys. I'm sorry. That's okay. So uh, Flink finishes what he's saying about the thing. He's like, yes, 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 but uh, uh, show him that. I think he'd be very pleased with that, and uh, just tell him I am a big fan, and I'd love to work with him one day. If his ah! <laughs> kind of picks up his foot. Like, oh, yeah, this was even worse. Yeah, this is just completely covered. Yeah, well, we'll send him your best regards. Um, good luck with the um, removals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And when you're ma- and when you're working on the carpet when you're back to home, just remember how much worse it could have been. <laughs> yes, I'm, f- I'm fully aware. It's not that I don't appreciate what you've done. I honestly do. I thank you very much. It could have gone a lot worse. I I understand that. But I mean, could we just put a could we put a pin in the carpet, maybe? Just put a little pin in it. <laughs> I mean, put as many as you need to until you've tacked it until you've sewn those seams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know you needed to pin it, but yeah, pin it if you have to. <laughs> I've got a seamstress, but yeah, you do what you need to do. Ah. <laughs> uh. Wow, you guys. Well, love you, bye. We wait and look expectantly to see if he says it back. Thank you again, I'll see you soon. Okay, make a note of that. <laughs> As you start to walk away, you see uh, Gilfer picks up a very big, very chunky, very battered hammer. Kind of looks at the hammer, looks at the foot. <laughs> Looks at the hammer. <laughs> Looks back at the foot. And uh, yeah, you guys, you leave Kilfer's Forge. To the sound of screams. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go collect our horses. Yeah, I think that's... Horses, you say, Erapraks? Did you, did you see them? 
Yes, I saw four horses. I saw five horses, actually, but four were for us. And Darfin was busy communicating with some man about some logs. And with your the, horse, the repair efforts have started. With your horse knowledge, would you say they were 500 gram horses or 800 gram horses? I mean, gram horses, they'd be tiny. Maybe like half a bag of sugar. Yeah, that that them ponies. No, they they look like considerable. I probably estimate rough guess maybe one thousand three hundred sixty eight pounds. Just as a guess. Okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not a horse breeder, but yeah, a horse breeder. I'm pretty sure one was a chestnut, one was. One was mahogany and one was another type of wood. <laughs> well, just so we don't get confused with this, weights, um, GM, could you tell us in the around the Sword Coast area, do they use the metric or imperial system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what map you download from Google Images. To be honest with you, sometimes they have the little the little miles icon. Sometimes they got the kilometers icon. Us, they're aware of both. Uh, Uraprax, did you say that one of the horses was orc? I might be. Oh, I don't know well, horses. No, but I'm thinking, could it be a relation? Guys, you can figure it out. Or could he be made of wood? Quickens his pace to get to the town centre. <laughs> like he's running, like, come on, guys, the horses! <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you get back to the town centre and there are four horses waiting for you, as well as Dartha Gumbert who is currently still chatting to this uh, man who has arrived with these telegraph poles. Kind of sees you guys and gestures you over, Darth, and he's like, oh, wait, come here, come here, come here, come here. It's like, so these would be uh, rooted into the ground and they'll stand up nice and tall and, and then you connect the, and he kind of looks at the guy, it's like, and you connect the power via these poles. And the guy in the back of the court's cart's like, yeah, I mean, you're not really supposed to touch it because it's quite powerful magic so we'll keep it elevated above and then it will kind of connect we'll uh, do little kind of holes in the roof and it will connect into your houses and uh, light and power your houses and stuff uh yeah but um we could probably get these done in a couple of weeks or so we're still coming towards you guys but we're just planting these here ready for once we finally get here interesting system these these towers that will convey the the magic into town if any of your backward residents begin to think that having these towers around will cause the spread of some type of plague, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Are we really? Are we really doing fire? Well, this is fifth edition. <laughs> this is fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, and we do have five G poles going up. Five <laughs> G masks. Topical. <laughs> so, first we had a lockdown where no one could work, and then there was all these weird poles and masks going up. Escapism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write what you know. Yeah, and we had like a crazy high-profile inventor that has loads of really weird ideas but fails to execute them too well. And I killed next door's cat. So, <laughs> <laughs> very topical. <laughs> okay. So, uh, even with these horses, it will probably take a good two, maybe one and a half days travel. Uh, obviously, the horses are quicker than you, but obviously you're probably just going to be going at a steady pace, and it's more just made the journey easier for you guys. 
Sounds good. And what are we naming our horses, guys? Ah, that is oh, the question. Oh, God, hold on. Let me get a scrap bit of paper because I'm going to have to write this down as well, aren't I? Yeah, can you describe the horses to us each so we can make sure we pick suitable names? Really? Yeah? Yeah? We're going to need gender, size, and colour of horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we've got, got a little bit about the personality. We've got, uh, <laughs> forgive me, is the female horse the mare? Yes. Or is the male? And then what's the male horse? Steed? Stallion. Uh, a stallion. Stallion, yes. Okay, so we've got one mare, which is the, uh, I don't know the technical name, but you know, like the, the white and brown one, like the the white one with the brown spots. Yes. Albino. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got a white and brown. Yeah, look up horse colours now. We've got, uh, we've got a stallion, big, chunky, uh, probably like one of those big, strong work, uh, work horses, you know, it's got like the big, uh, long kind of white fur on the hoofs and the legs and stuff. The big mane that kind of covers its eyes. And there's, uh, there's another mare that looks just like Roach from The Witcher, because fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> and uh, another mare, which is a uh, Midnight Black. <gasps> is this a nightmare? It is a nightmare. Okay, so we've got a white and brown polka dotty mare. I don't know the technical name. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's a type. I know it's a type, of course. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I mean, piebald horses. Rose grey, dapple grey, flea bitten, cromello, perlino. Oh, perlino. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. That rings a bell. We've got a, a nice chunky work stallion with a big mane that covers his eyes and like the big white fairy, uh, uh, big hairy white hoofs. Uh, Roach from The Witcher because I'm running out of things to think of. <laughs> and another mare which is jet black like the night. Any preferences, guys? Should we roll to see the order that we pick? <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's the fairest way. <laughs> We're all about fair. Well, I've, I've, I've written them down. Oh, actually, no, that wouldn't work, would it? Never mind. No proficiency, it's just dice roll. Yeah, dice I got roll. I got 14. I'm going to pretend mine was higher than 7. <laughs> <laughs> I got 12. I got 10. Ah, oh, okay, Oren, you get to pick first. I want that big stallion. Yes, There's such a tiny dwarf. <laughs> okay, Oren has the stallion. And then was 12, was it? That Finn was me. Oh no, Scam was twelve. Um, I'm gonna take the big black mare. Okay. From behind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then I believe it was Finn, the third. Um, yeah, I'll take the white slash brown spotted one, whatever you called it. So, so I get okay, I get on. roach. No. Yes. Yeah, or Prax gets roach. Okay. And Finn gets the white and brown polka dot you want. I would like to call my horse Sunflower. Okay. I'm running out of piece. I'm running out of scrap paper. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we've got Sunflower. Alright, would you like to name your horse? <laughs> I'm going to call my horse Fiasco. Fiasco, love like it. it. Uraprax, would you like to name your horse? Horse of Fell. Horse of Fell. <laughs> really? It's a it's a play on Aragon's horse Hassafell. I love it. 
and Scamos. Blizzard. Alright. Even though it's black. Yes, specifically because it's black. Because <laughs> I'm just that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, a real piece of work. <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, and with that, any more loose ends? Or are you heading off? Did you say sunflower yours was, uh, Finn? Yeah, I didn't write down everyone else's. Cute, I like it. It's important that we do this. <laughs> yeah, if I'm writing them all down, you guys better be like, <laughs> writing them down as well. Okay, hold on. We've got sunflower. Yep. Which is Finn. Yes. Uh, Horsefell. What was your? Oh, Hors- Horsefell. Spell it however you want. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Gamos? Blizzard. And yours, around was called? Fiasco. Yes. Love it. Okay. All right, I've just Googled it. It's a, yeah, it's a Pinto horse. Pinto. A Pinto is a multicolored with large patches such as brown. Yes. You see, we're all learning. We're all learning. The magic of D&D. Learning game. Know the cost of windows. Know the sewage systems. <laughs> <laughs> we know that if you meld mess with man, it's painful. Yeah, yeah who knows? Risks of 5G. It's all I good. also, uh, I was going through my notes just while we were looking at stuff, and um, I have a book called A Brief History of Dwarven Doors and Hinges that you we've do. never read. Weave, it's your book. Yeah, but I imagine when we're all sitting around the campfire at night, you know, we could read to each other. About hinges? Help us go to sleep. And doors. <laughs> <laughs> A draft horse. The big chunky stallion is a draft horse. A giraffe. <laughs> a giraffe horse, yeah. <laughs> draft horse, yes. There we go. Dungeons and dragons and horses. A knight's tail. Can we get horse armor? It costs oh, extra. Yes, it will it's cost DLC, extra. Is it? Can the horses drink the daily potion? Ah. You want to potentially kill them, yeah. Allegedly, you can lead them to that potion, but force them to <laughs> you drink. Can't make them drink. <laughs> you can lead them to the magical cup, but you can't make them drink. God, we were on fire with the references. <laughs> okay. One more time. Any loose ends? Is there anything that we should know from Darthen before we attend our way? Should we see if he's got any final words? Is he here? I don't think he's here, is he? Oh, uh, he yeah, he's, he's, he's chatting to Logman. Still, ch- still chatting to the Logman. He's like, uh, no, I mean, it's uh, along the tradeway, and you, you go pretty much due, uh, due east. Along the tradeway, and you'll probably start seeing signs for it soon. Uh, you guys came from that area and through the forest anyway, so you must know it like, like the back of your hands by now. Can I ask the the guy who's here with the telegraph poles if he has any spare golden thread that I can have? Uh, the the wire. The, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the magical wire is coming from the town. We are setting up the poles ready. So he doesn't have any samples. Right? Oh. Uh, can I? No. Can I, I ask? Be so lucky. Can I ask him if his employer is Schmitz and Smanton? <laughs> Smits and Smanson. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Professor, Professor Bunzel hired us. Okay. 
Hooray! <laughs> we ride! We ride! Go, Horsefell! To Croft! Alright. Everybody <laughs> make an animal handling check! Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, God, here we oh, go. Shit. Okay. Who's going to pull off their horse? Oh. 18. Unnatural 20. Ah, 18, an unnatural 20, yeah. All right. I uh, got a 19. I mean, this is going to be good for... I haven't checked my thing yet, so... No, I've got a zero, so just 19. Fair. 21. 21. Hey! Everybody does that thing hey! where all the horses kind of rear back and whinny. <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> and you all just kind of... Yeah, you, you charge out the gate. You don't keep a, a straight gallop the whole way, because obviously these horses are quite nice. But yeah, you... you they whinny and they kick back and then they just charge off in, into the uh, into the tradeway. I wave goodbye to Hendrik through the window of the winged horse. <laughs> you don't know if he waves back. He's probably busy, but you do it anyway. <laughs> like, uh-huh. when you, like when you wave goodbye to your nan when you leave back. Yeah. Bye, nan. And <laughs> just like, waving back at the door. <laughs> Alrighty. You guys uh, start making your way out of the tradeway, heading east towards Croft, the city of power. Uh, it's quite uneventful for the first couple of hours. However, as you start to kind of push along in the tradeway a little bit, uh, you start to get to the kind of thick, dense, foresty parts where you first encountered the kind of magical tree lady, the Dryad, who had some issues uh, with strange spiders infesting her forest kind of start to recognise the kind of tree lines and the kind of area you once were in. The uh, little uh, crown of vines and leaves on top of Uraprax's head, I think? Uh, one of them ever so slightly blooms as you start to ride and make your way through. Oh, this is nice. Can we stop and say say a, a hello to El Morris as we travel through? Yeah, yeah. sure. Let me just... You, you, yeah, you speak her name out loud and greet her or wish her a good morning. And you can kind of just feel just the breeze just coming through all the trees and all the trees just seem to sway and bow at the same time. Nice. We've become pillars of this community, guys. Yeah. All right. Who would like to kind of take the lead of this? The tradeway is quite long and chunky. You can probably get a good couple of carts and stuff, but... To make sure you don't block oncoming or outgoing uh, carts or other people, horses or people using the tradeway, you're probably going side by side, maybe two by two or single file. It's a lot of, a lot of highway code for the D and D, isn't it? Yeah. Do they? Do you're we typically sit to asking me about toilets, so I'm going to we... obey <laughs> the highway code. Just to be sure, if we're talking highway code, I mean. On this particular part of the world, would we ride to the left or the right? Wow. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not surprised because I set myself up for that question. Yeah. <laughs> you opened yeah, the box. We'll, we'll go on the left because that's what we we are to wanting to do. Okay. See, this is going to be. You think this is frivolous now, but if we come to a roundabout, it's going to be important to know. Yeah. <laughs> who, who do we give way to? Do hand signals exist in this world? So it's like that turn left is it, and that one. Yeah, to break and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the horses aren't going that far, so you think it'd be okay. 
but yeah, who would be liking? Who would like to lead this kind of horse convoy? I'll, I'll go up front. Alrighty. If we're doing two by two, I'll, I'll join. If not, I'm happy to go set. Do two by two. Yeah. Okay. Bit, two by two. Then so, I will uh, hang back. <laughs> uh, is there any? Are you kind of just riding in silence? Are you just generally chit chatting? I, I could use this opportunity to reel off the ballad of the dryad that I half wrote in our first session. Oh yeah, you actually wrote one. I got like half of one down. Oh yeah, dude, read it, I read it aloud. Prick up, I prick up my ears so I can listen in. Okay, it's quite rough, so bear with me. We were in quite the the foils at the time. The dryad did try it, making her way out of the forest, and her sorest started fading. Soon it wouldn't exist. So we delved deep into the green leaves and the canopy made it unseen, but only to the dragonborn who can't roll for shit. Torn asunder, squills of thunder, boars came under the brush. We did blunder with a fumbler, scraped my knees with a tusk. Then amazing hand, uh, that amazing hands went blazing. Could we stay in these crazed things? But the dwarf sings with his praising, but it falls on barren ears. So the rogue then proposed to shout at toasted wooden gnome things. Intimidation in frustration, Dragonborn clutched the pig. And that's as far as I got. Wow. Okay, that was, I like that was that. really good, man. I like that very really much. Good. Second only to anything that begins with, my name is Zoroprax and I'm here to say, and then that kind of... <laughs> yeah. I do my rapping in the rapping way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, excellent. Really, I love it. Loving it so much. Uh, so, uh, taking the lead, Oran and Uruprax, could one of you uh, roll an eight-sided dice for me, please? I have one handy. Shall I go? After you. Oh, beautiful one. Oh. All right. I'll roll. I'll roll. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, if I were to roll, oh, we've got seven, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you guys are kind of riding along, mind your own business. The uh, path twists and turns uh, with the dense trees and thickets and stuff. There are like a couple of blind corners. As you kind of go round and kind of go round one of these corners, and then it opens up again to a more of a straight. There are. Bear with me two seconds. Let's have a look. See. Can I um, just ask a question? I know you're in the middle of something, but I have a fighting style of great weapon fighting, and if I roll a one on a d8, I get to re-roll. And that was a d8, technically. But it wasn't weapon damage. Okay, fair enough. I love, I love your enthusiasm. But it wasn't <laughs> weapon damage. Uh, as you kind of uh, going through the thicket and through the tradeway, it banks around to the left, and then it kind of opens up to another straight. And uh, there are three men standing kind of on the road. They're all kind of standing there, kind of not minding their own business, but they're kind of standing there waiting. They kind of spot you guys and they kind of they put like a hand up as like a halt, please kind of thing. Uh, well, what would you guys like to do? Uh, it's yeah. a polite, it was a polite halt, please. So... Um, Hey yeah, guys, we'll... yeah. Hey guys, what's the what's happening? What's the hold up? Uh, no hold up. We're just uh, doing some investigating, uh, making sure the tradeway is safe. Uh, can I ask where you guys are going? So we are Nanya. <laughs> is that Nanya business? <laughs> Nanya. 
we're, uh, we're we're purging forward towards the Croft. We are sent on a quest from the the town's master of Russelton. Yeah, oh, he's sending wow. us to Croft to uh, fetch some up dog. <laughs> What's up, dog? We all high five. We all burst into big like end of Thundercats laughing. We're like, ha oh! <laughs> ha! I love that your camera moved with you then. Is that different? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh wow, you're going across the city of power. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. God, you must guys must be loaded if you're going there, all the gambling and the nightlife. Yeah, we're not. Tell us, yeah. tell us more. Well, the place is lit up like a bonfire. It kind of the city that never sleeps. There's casinos, taverns. I mean, that power supply, I don't know how he does it, but it's incredible. Oh, well, we hadn't really heard much about the, the nightlife. And it, is, it, is it an expensive town to be in? Well, I mean, spend money to make money, right? Uh, Guess so. Maybe there's other ways around it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, that's, that's, that's all good. Go for it. Have you guys visited uh, the City of Power yourselves? Have you seen it with your own two eyes? Uh, haven't had a chance to see it, but I've heard good things from people that we've been talking to and been passing by. Let me ask, is there a reason for investigation on the causeway, or is it literally just a routine check? There's something giving you cause for wanting to watch out. Have you seen maybe an old man and old woman by the name Oak pass us all? Uh, don't know, no Oak, no. But no, this is more of a. This is this is routine. You said that so convincingly. And what authority do you uh, stop passersby? Oh well, Who do you our, work for? our own good sir. And he kind of pulls out a sword. Okay, right. This has gone long enough. You know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> kind of puts his God hand up. damn it, Oren. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, these three men all draw swords. Uh, the guy that has kind of been leading this conversation puts his hand out. He's like, all right, boys, you know the drill. Come on. Um, we... Okay, so... Um, are we actually in combat already, GM, or do we have a chance uh, to if... respond to that? You have a chance to respond, but if you'd like to just dive in and start killing, yeah, go for it. Um, I would like to lean in and say, gentlemen, before this goes any, any further, can I just give you one point piece of advice? Is he is he listening? He kind of looks at you. It may be your last piece of advice here I give, so better be good. Uh-huh, don't worry, sir. I will make it very good. The thing I would like to tell you is... And then I stab him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, usually, with a surprise attack like that, you would get an advantage. However, you are still horseback, so I'm going to negate that advantage, and it's just going to be a straight-up roll as you kind of lunge forward and try and stab a man in the eye. <laughs> Am I rolling for the attack now? Yes, please roll for the attack. <laughs> As it would happen, I rolled a twenty. And oh Jesus! <laughs> right, well that's a, that's a critical hit, and it's like a sneak attack. So, and my, I mentioned, is this my first attack before he's had his first combat turn? Maybe. So, I get assassinate. Oh no, it's any advantage. So that's fine. My, yeah. so it's a sneak attack. Oh, so that's yeah, that would have. Yeah, I would have let you have advantage. I forgot about that, but it didn't matter because you got a natural twenty. Right. Okay, so. 
Uh, with your dagger, that'll be a 1d4 plus your dexterity. Uh, it's a dagger 1d4. D4 is the blue triangle, right? Well, it's, yeah, this one happens to be the pyramid. Yeah. So I rolled a three. So plus my dexterity is just a plus mark on that, right? Mm-hmm. So plus two. So five. Excellent, excellent. We're going to double that because it's a critical hit. So that's ten. Yeah, and and uh, now sneak, your sneak attack dice. It's two d six, which we're going to up to four d six because you critical hit. So we're going to double the damage. So that's a two, a one, a four. And another two. Is anyone keeping count of this? Because I've had <laughs> the two, one, four, two. One, four, two. Uh, I count that eight with the extra ten that you did originally. So eighteen. Two, one, four, two. Nine. 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 Oh, so nineteen. <laughs> okay. Well, you only had sixteen hit points. <laughs> so he kind of leans in, he's like, right, you better make it good, and just, ah, just <laughs> oh god, ah, just falls to the ground. Right. And then, as a final cunning action, can I um, suggest that the other guys run and try and intimidate them with some thaumaturgy as well? Okay, yeah, uh, roll uh, roll intimidation with advantage. Right. As your voice just, you use the power of your thaumaturgy, just make your voice change, it's just like, run. <laughs> Yeah, so the f- um, so the first one, so I have a plus five on intimidation. So my first was a seven, so twelve. The second one is fourteen, nineteen, nineteen. So this first guy gets a dagger in the eye, instantly goes down. The other two are like Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, like. Scamos's eyes, like the pupils just disappear and they're just black voids. His voice goes really deep and starts to rumble. It's just like run! <laughs> These guys are like Chew! and they just peg it down the tradeway. I mean, guys, I've done enough. Do you guys want to chase them? <laughs> just slay um, Yeah. Or a you've got four. Mm-hmm. Chasing chasing those as they flee. Up to you guys. I think we can let these ones go. Yeah. I can I, I want to stand I'll stand over the guy that's dead on the floor. Just be like I mean don't just stand there, loot him. Let's yeah, loot him. Yeah. I mean is he, is he dead? <laughs> He's dead, right? Oh yeah. He's he he went down like a sack of potatoes. Okay. And with the uh, the booming intimidation, the the guys running off frantically screaming their tits off uh Everybody rolled an animal handling as your horses are a little bit spooked. Thirteen. Thirteen? Six. Okay. Ten. Ten. Yep. Eighteen here. Eighteen. The horses get a little bit spooked and you just hear Oran just... Whoa! Just falls <laughs> off the back of his horse. <laughs> Can I uh, shout? You know, what a fiasco! You know how long it took me to get onto that horse. <laughs> what a fiasco! Wow! No, I don't think anybody heard it, so we need that's to say your, it again. That's your catchphrase. <laughs> You're gonna have to use that anytime that, anything goes wrong with that, that horse. That. Well done. <laughs> what a fiasco! <laughs> All right. Uh, quick pause there as you guys loot the bodies. One second. <laughs> 
We're in the money. If Scamos hadn't have totally annihilated that guy, by the way, I, I was going to suggest we pin him down and just pour the unknown magic potion <laughs> into his throat. Just to, just throat. To, what if it, just to test it, it out. Yeah, yeah. It made him like super powerful, though. <laughs> like yeah. invincible oh, yeah. potion. <laughs> sprouted two more arms and become a machamp. That, yes. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want a machamp on our hands. <laughs> well, the lesson that we all have from this one is that guy tried to fuck with us and now he's dead. And hopefully his friends, um, criminals being by nature, as I'm told, reliably a cowardly and superstitious lot, will will spread that message around. Let them tell our story and tell it well. That's it. Have you still got your fish, Oren? Yeah, I've got two. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're they're absolutely rotten and <laughs> covered in sewage and so sand. The scales are missing. Uh, it's just like I mean, you wouldn't want to eat them, but I still have them. Had that guy not died, you could have tried to feed them to him to do that damage. <laughs> I just held one after the people running away. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm saving it till we meet the orcs. Yes. And we will meet the oaks. Murder the oaks with kippers. Gonna <laughs> give you the whole scarf. <laughs> Before Urprax get a chance to speak to them. I'm yes. gonna ram these kippers into their mouths. <laughs> Scamos is gonna stab them in the eye. <laughs> I didn't stab nice people in the eyes, but that guy just no respect. That guy, at all. That guy needed an eye stabbing, let's be honest. Yeah. Alright. Maybe, uh, the, maybe the other two will learn a lesson about trying to rob people on the road. You never know. Okay, uh, so Oran, uh, horses spook, gets spooked a little bit. Fiasco. Uh, kind of spooks and can- kind of canters and kind of does a bit of a circle. Doesn't absolutely bolt, but it's a little bit spooked and kind of goes around in the circle like it, like uh, uh, spooked horses like to do. Uh, yeah, if anyone would like to kind of roll investigation to start, start searching this guy's pockets. Uh, who's got high investigation? Uh, mine's pretty good, I think. Mine's two. Yeah, I get plus five. All right. Go for it. Uh, so I rolled a ten, so fifteen. Fifteen. As you start to search through his pockets, uh, you hear it before you uh, before you see it. This strange hissing noise. You kind of lift up a bit, and you see like these beady eyes looking back at you, and you kind of shit and kind of duck backwards as a snake from inside his pocket flies out and just and just kind of bites I him. knew that wasn't his penis <laughs> trouser snakes what is this guy I'm glad he's dead sicko <laughs> the snake uh, on further inspection which has wings starts to kind of flutter and fly about and is like circling you and trying to bite at you Scamos as this little flying snake Takes another little venomous bite at you. What's your uh, AC, Scamos? Uh, now it is 13. Oh, excellent. I got a 16. More than enough. <laughs> As uh, you kind of like, hey, like, quit it, what the hell? Why is this snake got wings? It bites <laughs> and manages to get onto your forearm. You're like, ah, fuck. As uh, it pierces you for one point of damage and you feel poison start to go and burn into your blood with an additional seven points of poison damage, so eight total. 
Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oran, you're on the floor, on your back. Scamos is waving his hand about as this flying snake is now attached to his <laughs> forearm. Like, ah, Jesus. Um, Finn's on his horse, just kind of shrugging like, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I get over to, uh, to Scamos? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Okay, it's just a little... Is it attached? It's attached to his arm, just now. It's currently bitten onto him, yes. Punch it off! Punch it off! I feel like <laughs> I, I just want to grab it, and I just want to, like, squeeze it. I feel like <laughs> this, these arm-wrestling hands are going to be able to make <laughs> short work of it. <laughs> these destructible arm-wrestling hands. Plus, I okay, yeah, go for it. Just roll, roll a strength. Oh, uh, 13. 13, yeah. You just, you grab it and like skinning animals on Red Dead 2, you just kind of and just kind of rip this thing in half. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, it didn't have to be that way, little snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably like an endangered species. It, winged, it was a flying snake and I just destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah. What was it doing in that band's pocket? We could have befriended it. Should have been the group pet. Okay. With that chaos over, uh, you continue to search his pockets now that the uh, initial threat is gone. Uh, you find 52 gold pieces. And a pig with wheels. <laughs> 52. 52? What was doing robbing people? Good. He wasn't doing too bad. How do you divide 52 between four people? Just put 13? It in money, but... 13 each. Money yeah. pot. Yeah, yeah, but we've got like a pot. Oh, I don't even know how much is in it. Who's got the money pot? I've got it in my notes here, guys. So the rogue has got the money pot, of course. <laughs> I've also got a big, a big note document. So um, it's in Finn's bag, isn't it? So there was yeah. 120 already in there from a previous adventure. So I'll add the 52 to that. That's at least one window. <laughs> I might need to share your notes, Andy, because my notes are like just scattered everywhere. So, with the exception <laughs> of so the thin. gold, with the exception <laughs> of the gold we all each had when we first came into the game, oh, and there's a couple of others that I need to add into the total. We got another eight gold in a previous looting. So, actually, let me just add this in here now. We've got 180 gold plus nice. whatever we each had on our own. On my first page, I've got a 13 copper. Pick up as well, so make sure that's included. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got the coppers and some silvers that's in there. Super well. important, yeah. Excellent, excellent. I'm just going to delete this other gold because we've now got that in there, and we have five gems as well. But and two of us now have cro- two of us now have crowbars, <laughs> and we got that book. I got fourteen gold and ninety-six copper. No silver, and a lot of pens and cartography stuff. <laughs> nice. The, the important bits. They, the they important. will one day come in handy. Actually, you know what they did, didn't they? Because you did your fake job to yes. catch the goblins. Yes. They have right, come in handy. Writing things down left and right. While your... everyone is uh, is like looting this body, I am beginning the long, slow, arduous climb back up on top of Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say getting on top of this large horse very difficult is, is a right palaver? <laughs> uh, I uh, I look down from atop my horse with a, with a slightly raised eyebrow and just for a moment watch and then extend a little offer of need some help. 
so okay. <laughs> I had a stool. I had a stool back at the winged horse. I've got nothing <laughs> out of you. I hopped down from my horse and I cradled my hands to give him <laughs> a, a boost upwards. All right. Uh, yeah, I won't. You don't need to roll for it. You uh, easily help Uran uh, back onto his horse. And then I spank the horse's ass and make it run forward. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Uh, with that little, uh, that little encounter done and dusted very quickly and easily, I might say. Yeah. Does that annoy uh, you, Dungeon Master? Yeah, they all had pet flying snakes that were going to fly about and attack you during the game. But well, you got, you got, you got. I got one on. I got one on you. And it's that same arm. It's the one that the spider guy. It's the one the wag almost ate. This one arm. Yeah, it's battered and mangled, but it's it's the good arm. I've noticed all of our sneak attacks have gone like extremely I'd well so it. far. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, no, hang on. We we with the knolls we didn't sneak up on. They they caught us while we were chatting about what we were gonna do. They smelled us. Excellent. Even in the sewer, very sensitive. So we can unilaterally say to the gods and fates that may be listening that all of our sneak attacks have not gone well. Okay, okay. A fair amount, which we are very thankful for, have gone right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys continue on for the rest of the day. Anything else you'd like to kind of talk or discuss about as you travel along the tradeway? I I try and engage Oren into a conversation over whether or not he has a sweetheart waiting from anywhere, or whether he has in the past learned from love. Well, as we as we all know, uh, dwarven men, women also, also uh, often get mistaken for dwarven men. Uh, <laughs> because of the beards mm. so um, I've never actually found a dwarven woman I, 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 don't, I don't know I've never set eyes on one they must pop out of the ground uh, that's, that's what happens when they're born so yeah I don't have a sweetheart I'm a, I'm a lonely man uh, a lonely dwarf but hopefully one day one day yeah I'm not when as lucky like... I'm not as lucky in love uh, as you are I've seen the way that you uh, wooed Chen. Sorry to bring her up. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching and learning from afar. She was she was just a hollow fucksack. I, uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I feel like... I feel like we could have been something, but at the same time, it's, it's difficult to take a bachelor and, and root him into such a partnership. Um, I do. I do sometimes wonder whether there are more women of, of my my caliber, my race, uh, very very similar to yours. There, there are very similar features to the men. Um, the only difference is their tail is on the front, um, and it's. I'm. I'm. It's been a long time since I've seen people of of, of dragon descent. That's, you know what? Sweet. You know what? I thought this game was going to be really fun. You know, we're having a good time, we're having a laugh. <laughs> we're doing little references to kind of cult stuff that we like, and videos and games and films we like. And then Dan comes along and says that he had sex with a woman and she was pretty much just a fuck sack. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's because yeah. I'm trying to fuck away my pain. I've got a, a deep-rooted right. backstory. He's, he's, a bit like, he's a bit like James Bond at the end of. Um... <laughs> Casino, where we're heading to, Casino Royale. Like you know, he was his armor was stripped away, and now he's been hurt. He's got to be 
cold for about 60 years worth of movies. <laughs> Very true. Very true. We'll try and incorporate that into your story arc if you'd like, Dan. <laughs> Meeting loads of like companions and then No, the fact that he was a James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where you got your curse, like a musical James Bond. Maybe. Um, I guess meanwhile my riding along chatting with Finn about his fantasy if we're lonely and miserable. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out whether uh, whether Dan was still wearing Shen, Shen's coat whilst calling her a fucksack. I think I think I lost that in the sewer. Oh, did you? You just threw it, tossed it. <laughs> the, did the silks perish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just stunk, so I discarded it. <laughs> Alright, good. I'll make a note of that. Are you, are you actually throwing it away? Because canonically, you still have it on. Do so I? Would you... uh, I mean, yeah, I think so. I don't think we said it otherwise. Okay, we'll leave it on then. Okay. You still have it on? Yes. Sinks of shit, but I've got it on. <laughs> <laughs> did did Chen also go down the well? So wouldn't we have seen her body in the sewer? Uh, no, no she, 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 she got she killed the by the well. She got killed and bled out by the she way. She was in your arms, yeah. I recall now. Who cleaned her up? Doesn't matter. We can move forward. <laughs> I don't care anyway. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. Okay, that's Scamos of Finn. Is there anything you guys chat about? <laughs> so, I, just, I just want it on the record that Aeropraxx was wearing the dead cat's coat whilst calling her a fox. <laughs> So you're the, with like the state of this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's pretending. Having a glass case of emotion. Yeah. He's pretending oh, yeah. he doesn't care, but I know he does care. He does. So I guess I can ask Finn, like you know, what what his situation is at home. We know from brief discussions that he had to leave his hometown, but does he ever hope to go back there once he's proven himself as an adventurer? Yeah, I mean that that was that was my goal. All along, I mean, I see, I see human women all the time, so that's not really a problem. But they just, they just don't seem interested. Um, I'm not sure why. Um, so I hope to go back as a successful, proven magician, man of man of knowledge, man of power, and see if my favour turns. Excellent. So Finn is like, I'll learn magic and that'll get me all the babes. Exactly. <laughs> How it works in this world, right? If you're good yeah. at magic. <laughs> Fantastic. If anything, it's made things worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With the kind of chuckling and uh, light conversations that you guys have, uh, the rest of the day is uneventful. The sun starts to set. And uh, you are getting to that point where the horses are starting to become a bit restless and it's probably time to kind of find a place to hitch up the horses and camp out under the stars. Come, Horsefell. Yeah. Tend to the horses, make sure they are adequately fed and watered. Alrighty. Are you guys kind of taking the kind of grass on the side of the tradeway just along the tree line like you did before or are you going into the forest a bit thicker and deeper? I think we should go a bit deep, not not super deep. Yeah. A should we deep. just do what we did previously, where we go, uh, you know, Out just the way. just a few feet off the off the track, so we're still within sight of the tracks. So we can see passers by, 
but we yeah. uh, are not are not on the road where we might be uh, bolted on by any horses. Excellent. Yeah, you find a nice spot. I mean, the trees aren't too thick, so it's easy to get the horses through, tie them to a tree, and they still have a bit of space to kind of move about. But you are slightly off of the tradeway. You also, guys does anybody know how to look after horses? <laughs> <laughs> what do these things eat? <laughs> yeah. You gotta just give them some, some easy grass, grass and apples, and, and brush them. You gotta brush them a lot, from what I gather. Yes, yeah, so fall off of them. I've gathered that as well. Whenever you brush? see people with horses, always brushing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know much in this crazy, crazy world, but all I know is you gotta brush horses a lot. Yeah. I, I try and cock an ear and listen for any sign of potential game we can catch. Alrighty. Uh, roll a survival for me. Is this just Kuraprax? Uh, he is the one who's trying to trying to hunt game. If anyone else would like to join him, they can. Survive. Where's survival? Uh, I'll join. Alright, go for it. Which is survival under? I can't see it. Uh, it's the skills. Should be near the bottom. Just survival. I, I just rolled a nine. So nine. You seem to find uh, oh, yeah, mushrooms, mushrooms and mushrooms and berries. Any apples? Apples for horses? Uh, with a nine and a two, no. You find some. You find some fungus and berries, some wild raspberries, and some kind of fungus growing off the side of the tree. You think maybe best to leave the fungus, but the, the raspberries look okay. Oh, wild raspberries, though, very nice. Yeah. You do uh, obviously have your rations as part of your like backpacks and stuff. We should have uh, we should have made pack lunch boxes. <laughs> should have. We should have yeah, really dunkers to make us some up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Darthen, we need horses and pack us a lunch. Hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. With that, you get a fire going and the sun starts to set. Uh, are you guys just all kind of sleeping together, or would you? Would someone like to take the watch? I can take first watch if you like. Okay. Okay. I want to watch the stars and dream of someone who isn't Chen. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, everyone kind of drifts off to bed. Uh, apart from Uraprax, who stays up for the first watch. Uh, roll a perception for me. Oh fuck! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Wait, six. Six. I'm quite tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't. Uh, you don't see anything. However, you are surprised to see that. You don't know if it's the crown or because you're still in the foresty area, but just a couple of like badgers come and just kind of sit by the fire with you guys. They kind of not scared of you and don't seem to be really bothered by your presence they kind of get close to the fire sit there for a bit nocturnal so they kind of go about they start to sniff and get near your raspberries and you're like no, go, go away, go away. <laughs> and they kind of eventually get tired or bored and they scuttle about uh, roll a d8 for me buddy hey, buddy me <laughs> three Ready. Perfect. <laughs> You're just there, minding your own business. And all of a sudden you kind of just hear like a... 
like a slight little tonk, and you feel something on your head, like a single raindrop. I look up. Kind of look up, and you kind of, as you look up, you can feel something rolling, or, or like on the top of your head, next to your scales, and next to your horn. You're like, what the hell? What? Kind of reach up, and the uh, the crown, the dryad crown that you've been gifted, a little acorn has sprouted off of it and fallen oh. off. It's just like a, a single acorn. I eat it. <laughs> 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 Alright. Let's just crush that magical item off. <laughs> Don't need that anymore. <laughs> Was it a magical item? Wasn't it? You'll never know because you ate it. There was a, a whole storyline of it. Uh, <laughs> we get down to the, the, the boss of the universe over. and it was yeah. like it was like, man, no one knows my weakness of magical acorns. Who would possibly have one? I will spare your lives and leave this realm untainted if you can gift me one acorn. (laughs) (laughs) A magical acorn sprouted from your dryad crown and you ate it. And at that point, your kind of watch is over. Who would you like to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who would you like to wake up and do the second one? Oh, I hate myself right now. Okay, uh, I will wake Scamos. Okay. Uh, That's like that. Scamos, I, I need to tell you in a swap, swap over. Keep an eye out for some acorns falling from the sky. They're fucking delicious. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that I, I hear tell that the magical acorns are the most delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the badgers get them. Okay, Scamos, you are now on watch. Roll a perception. 19. 19. Uh, nothing seems to happen. You are on guard, keeping an eye out on things, but it is uh, a quiet, peaceful, and uneventful night. Uh, just for shits and giggles, roll a d8 as well. D8. Uh, this is the, is the eight sort of diamond day. Yes. Oh, sweet! An eight. That was not bad. Oh. I think not. Okay. You kind of just kind of waiting for the sun to rise, keeping an eye out. Seems like the tradeway's not busy at the moment. Last time you were on the tradeway and sleeping at night, there were people using it still quite late or early in the morning. And you kind of look over, and it seems like Finn is fidgeting a lot. Seems to be kind of having a rough night, tossing and turning a little bit. Finn. Your mind starts to wander as you kind of just dream away this kind of lazy night. Uh, You don't really sleep. As an elf, you kind of go into a trance where you kind of meditate and kind of retrace your memories and past to kind of rejuvenate yourself. You're, uh, you're back at the academy, Finn. Everything is wonderful. You're a student, your fellow students are all working hard and training, hours of studying ancient tomes and arcana and scrolls, studying under teachers, scholars, wise old men. You turn as one of your friends, the class clown, makes a joke 
and magically sends sparks and fireworks into the air with his hands. And you'll kind of laugh and chortle. And even though the professor is old and very wise, he kind of lets it slide because, you know, it was a good joke and his skills are improving. He seems to be able to produce light instantly. And as you kind of look down and you start to look down at your own book, it's not a book, it's a giant keg of ale which you're preparing. And you kind of look up and the professor's not there anymore, it's your, it's your dad. And he's at his desk, all the papers and all the debt, all the ledgers of his business going under, head in hands, not even looking up at you. Everyone else is still at school, doing their own thing, casting spells and writing down scrolls. However, you at your desk, you're making beer, like you used to do for your dad in the tavern. And you kind of jut and wake up with a start. Scamos is looking at you, you're kind of looking at Scamos. You kind of awaken a little bit early because of this weird dream. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's horrific. I, I have those dreams quite regularly. Um, I feel, as, as a, as a ma man of magic, I feel like perhaps a magical item was disturbed in my area and that's what caused the, uh, the, uh, to, to, bring the <laughs> to bring the dream on. Um, a, a magical item was destroyed this week. An, yes. an item of a great, a great potency suddenly vanquished. A disturbance. <laughs> That's it. It's uh, I can feel it, and it, it alters it alters my dreams. Um, uh, Finn, can you roll a d100 for me? Oh my god, I don't think I've ever done that before. So you've got two uh, ten-sided dice you should have in your set, the kind of... I, Think they're kind of UFO-y. That's the one. So that's the ten, and then you roll the other one. So that'll be the multiple of ten, and then add it to the other dice roll to get oh, a to get a something out of a hundred. Oh, I see. Yeah. So these have got like multiples of tens on, haven't they? And then these yep. are your single digits, right? Got you. And then you combine it with a single digit. Very good. Uh, it's not. It's not good. So it's a. It's a ten. And then it's a five, so 15, I presume that would be. All right. You kind of, Scamos is still doing the watch as you kind of wake up with a scut. Scamos is there looking at you a bit confused, like kind of gives you a raised eyebrow, like, are you okay? Kind of Scamos looks down and your hands are just kind of glowing. You kind of like try and shake them and squeeze them to kind of like get rid of that kind of thing and you just kind of feel this weird kind of warmth and glow just kind of emanating from inside you and it's almost like you're kind of just radiating this goldenness uh for the next oh blimey how long is it for the next minute or so you just kind of glow and you just kind of feel radiant and you just feel kind of like recharged and energized you feel like healthier and healthier as every second passes even though you're kind of sitting there not doing anything as you magically keep regaining five hit points each every three seconds for a minute oh that's good I thought that as, was your, as your really wild badly. magic surges so <sighs> did you, could you learn to cast regen on people on purpose <laughs> yeah he's accidentally had a weird dream woken up with a start and he's, ca he's cast regeneration on himself and he's just kind of Buffing himself of hit points he doesn't actually need. I think I do need them. 
Oh, you think you do? Yeah. No, we, re- we rested. Remember? We've rested, so you'd have oh, got them yeah. from the you'd have got them from the sleep. <laughs> yes, yeah, you had a good night's sleep from the previous thing after the arm wrestle, so you are at full hit points at the moment. But yeah, you've uh, you've activated your wild magic surge un- unintentionally, and you're just constantly regenerating hit points for the solid minute. Nice, I like that. It's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, with that with that one hundred. Sorry to talk talk mechanics. That could have been any number of random things. It might have been nice regen. It might have been that he pissed the bed. It could have been anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could have been a number of things. He got very lucky, actually. Also, 15 wasn't like a case of 15 was like low out of 100. Like, all the numbers meant different things. Yep. I just have this magical table of wild magical things that can happen. Oh, my between God. Between 1 and 100, and you just roll. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I didn't know, like, it was that in depth. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scamos, do you say anything as you're kind of looking at this Finn who's kind of woken from the start in the middle of the night and now is glowing? I'm going to say you slept well like you're positive and glowing either that or you're pregnant anything you want to tell me yeah uh, no no absolutely not no feel fine feel good <laughs> Finn just kind of like no I'm fine gonna lay down but the glow is still coming out <laughs> yeah. of his sleeping bag oh I just realised that one of us could have used the pillow while we're out to get a good night's sleep <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. The uh, I believe it's covered in dribble and vomit, is it not? Yeah, it's pretty. It's it in did a, get it's in a bad yeah. state. Plus, we want to keep it in case we need to use it as a grenade at some point. So that is true. Okay, Finn uh, doesn't seem to want to talk to you, Scamos. He kind of says he's fine, kind of turns over and pretends to be asleep, even though he's glowing for like a solid minute. Eventually, the glow does fade. Uh, but with that, the rest of your night is uneventful, and the dawn comes, and your watch is over. Wonderful. I spend the last few minutes while Finn has refused to talk to you about sleep, just saying, fine, don't need anyone anyway, happy or alone, a lone wolf on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care, it's fine. Okay. Uh, you guys uh, wake at the crack of dawn as the kind of sun starts to rise, and we can just hear, like, the general buzzing of insects that are kind of also awake at this early hour. Uh, everything seems to be fine on the level. No one's attacked you in the middle of the night. Your horses haven't run away. Everything's good. Uh, you guys are free to continue your journey. Excellent. Well, I'm feeling I'm feeling really really good. So, I've already I've already woken up. I'm sort of having a bit of a gather around for breakfast for the, for the lads Wee. see what right. there is see what there is about <laughs> uh, roll a survival for me then Finn get some of those raspberries 17 17 oh. yeah uh, you do find like some uh, wild like hares and rabbits if you wanted to try and capture them. If not, you found more of the good berries, the good uh, the little wild raspberries that are about. You also find some other kind of fungus that seems to be not growing out the side of a tree, but more little toadstools rooted in the ground, which look a lot tastier and probably a lot healthier for you than the ones that Oran found the, uh, the previous night. I'm thinking if I went for the hair, we could possibly get Europrax to breathe on it with the fire and cook it a bit. Like in a bit of a hurry, and we'll just have a hair to go. 
<laughs> I can't yes, breathe fire. Can you? No. You can, acid. you can acid it. No, that won't be Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> no, so that, uh, that means you can only cook that, um, you know, the thing they do with the salmon sometimes, use the acid from the limes yeah. to get Oh, yeah, we well, use cooked salmon with lemon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, I, can, I can strip it bare to the bone. <laughs> Did we not sleep around a fire? Yeah, we just... Around the fire, I think. We can just think, use that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I'll, I'll so, go for the hair still, if possible. Okay. Uh, would you like to just kind of grab it, or do you have do you have a bow and arrow, or do you have a crossbow? I have a crossbow, a, right? I have a crossbow. <laughs> you could try and take out the crossbow. I have a light crossbow. All right, go for it. Okay, so do I need to? Am I just rolling the damage, or am I attacking? Do I need to attack? Uh, with that really high survival, I'd say you have tracked like a like a stealthy cat. You have tracked this hair and you've got you've already lined up the shot so just roll the damage for me to see if it's enough okay so 1d8 uh, which is this one mm-hmm. <laughs> one <laughs> plus your dexterity zero <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, yeah it's a little wild hair. It's probably quite young. It's yeah. It's got one hit point. You've you've successfully Yay! caught the hair. Yeah, I did something. If that animal had just limped off injured to die in the forest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I helped. <laughs> now, if memory recalls, don't ask Oran to butcher it. <laughs> so I would like to confidently walk back. With a with a hair and sort of I'm no I'm no good at cooking, <laughs> so I sort of just hand it out. Say here, someone take this and cook it, please. Alrighty, uh, everyone. Not it's not a too many chefs kind of situation. Everybody helps out to skin it and cook it, and you kind of have it with some mushrooms and wild wild raspberries. Nice kind of hearty wild breakfast. Perfect. Take it. Okay, guys, uh, you are now on your second day of travel. Would you like to mix anything up? Would you like to change your uh, your formation or? Hmm. So we're, we're just back. back. I think it's back on the good having scammers in the back. Yeah, you're just back on the horses, and it is. It has been good to have scammers in the back so far. I think, yeah, stick with the same, perhaps. All right, you guys continue on. Who would like to roll the D8 this time? What did we roll a D8 for? Was this for when everyone was sleeping? Just events, right? Like, yeah, yeah, this is happen. just stuff that's happening on the road. Okay, I didn't get one while we were sleeping, so I'll roll this one. Yeah. Five. That's good. All right, good to know. Hmm. Oh. It's like cool. that, is it? Like that, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, will you roll a perception for me? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if this was like, if the event that we haven't been told is like, the Oaks and Gribble were walking the other way, but we didn't <laughs> spot them. <laughs> <We didn't, yeah. laughs> Would you just kick yourself? <laughs> it's not great, guys. Seven. Cool. All right. 
you uh, continue on. <laughs> Feel like I missed something important there. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> okay. Uh, at this point in your travels, you do start to see signs for it. Uh, the further away you are, the kind of smaller and basic these signs are. Typical kind of crossroads and stuff with a just a, a plank which has been shaped slightly arrow-like. And you start to kind of come off of the tradeway, following the kind of more smaller, narrower paths and the, the, the uh, naturally occurring kind of true lines through the forest itself, through the kind of grasslands and fields. However, as you start to continue and get closer and closer to it, obviously these signs are getting a bit more bigger, more luxurious, a slightly bigger sign, a sign with like really nice intricate carving and detailing in the wood, like so many miles from uh, Croft. And then as you get closer and closer, so many miles from Croft, the city of power. It seems the closer and closer you get to this place, the more grandiose these kind of billboards and signs seem to be. Uh, you're still, from what you've been told from uh, from uh, Darth and Gumba, and uh, probably Flink was going off and rambling about it as well, uh, you still probably have quite a ways to go. You reckon you could continue on and get there late at night, or you could rest up for one more night uh, camping it out and roughing it, and get there bright and early in the morning. Well, from what, from what we've been told, night time is... The time, yeah, time, to time to it's arrive. The place to be, right? So, yeah. Excellent. You guys uh, push on and continue. Uh, you probably stop for about an hour, half an hour or so to just have some dinner and give the horses a rest. Uh, it's quite easy to find like a nice nearby stream or a a clear, crisp pond to get fresh water and to drink, feed the horses and get the horses some drink. Uh, but shits and gigs, one more time. Who'd like to do the D8? Hmm. I think everyone bar Finn has done it yet so far. Okay. D8. Okay, here we go. Ah, five. Again. Five. Alrighty. Uh, Roll a perception for me. Perception. Okay, I've got plus five on perception. Ooh. Ooh. So what I rolled was that <laughs> oh, no. uh, a one. So so yeah, six. So the the plus five saved it a bit, but uh, not by well, Carl. Uh, just so you know, just in case, because obviously you're quite new to D and D, you have an ability called the Tides of Chaos, which on your go you could burn that because it's a one-off, and then you need to sleep before you use it again. And you get to re-roll any of your dice. Ah, yes. Thank you. That's very helpful. I mean, we're still. Yeah. I mean, when did when would that recharge at the next the next day? Would it? Uh, I believe off the top of my head. Actually, I've got the sorcerer right here. Uh, once you do this, you must finish a long rest. Long so you'd need rest, to yeah. go to bed again before you use it. However. I mean, you're new to D&D and stuff, but in combat or times where you roll a one, it's probably a good time to use this uh, Tides of Chaos to re-roll. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to re-roll because if there's something out there, I would like to perceive it if possible. All right, so here we go. This is the I one. Will, 
I will use my Tides of Chaos All and right, change my fortune. <laughs> it is actually a 20. Oh my god. Wait! It can, oh, it's poetic! That is the Tides of Chaos. That is, in, that is, that is ridiculous. There you see things that haven't happened. <laughs> my mind is just like... Just right. seeing everything. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, Finn. You're kind of still kind of thinking about that dream last night and the fact that you magically seem to regenerate your health, even though you weren't sure you actually knew how to do that spell-wise. As you're kind of thinking and just kind of mulling it over in your brain as the steady clopping and, of the horses, uh, you see there's like a little bit of parchment stuck in a bush, kind of flapping about in the breeze. And you kind of just ride past it. And then for a second you're like, wait a minute. You kind of turn and look back, and as you kind of turn and look back, the wind picks it up and catches it, and this parchment just psh, slaps you in the face, and you're like, ah, fuck, and you grab it, and there's a, you have a piece of parchment. Looking down, with that natural 20, it's very plain to see that this is a very crude treasure map. I mean, it's the local area where it looks like the tradeway. There's lots of grass and they've kind of circled off some mountains. But clear as crystal, in the top left, there is a big cross. Hey, Everyone guys. Else? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, no one else knows yet. Hey, guys, hey, guys. What do you have? Yeah, look, look, I've, I've used my cunning skills and I've managed to get this treasure map it definitely didn't just like fly in my face <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even with a one perception you should still see a map that's in your face <laughs> <laughs> um, oh wh what's on the map it, it definitely looks like a treasure map and so I, I, I sort of tell everyone to sort of, sort of hold, hold on a moment and we all sort of gather gather around this map yeah, Is everyone it, kinda, we, everyone's like whoa yeah <laughs> Are we you talking missed. like a small thing? Are we talking like a massive, massive uh, thing? You are. You're missing a chunk of it. It's almost like someone's folded it into quarters, but they've done it so many times that now a quarter is missing, where the paper's just become so thin. So it's almost like a clean quarter, like you've got three quarters uh. of a map. Can we can we recognise any landmarks? Anyone recognise any landmarks on this map? Uh, well, Finn is more than welcome to do that, as he currently has the map, unless he'd like to pass it on to someone else. Uh, what 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 skill would that involve, sort of map mm -hmm. reading? Uh, map reading, I would let be probably survival, or maybe just an investigation if you could sway me enough. I'll go. I'll go for the survival. If that's all right. Okay. So, okay, guys, I'm gonna use my skills to read the map. It's a four plus a three, so it's a seven. It's not. It's not gone well. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's hard to tell. Like, obviously, they've got a bit of a line here, which must be either a road or a river. They've kind of done like a squiggly, almost like a cloud, but with a cloud of a lot of diamonds in it, or like triangles in it, which must be a forest. But you can kind of glean that. They've drawn it in such a way that it's all like so. It's like a squiggly cloud because that's like the forest area, and they've kind of indicated it's forest by shading it with lots of like little diamonds and like little triangles, almost like 
almost like a mountain kind of thing on some of the old maps. But they've kind of done it so one of the trees is considerably bigger than the other. Mm. We kind of glean. Well, we did, in our previous adventures, we did sort of venture into the forest and come across a big tree. I don't know if that's El Morris's tree, maybe. That was a yeah. big, that was a large tree, and it's a significant one. Where, where is the, the big tree in relation to the X that marks the spot of the treasure? Uh, it's just beyond it. So if you imagine, you've got like this landscape A4 with a corner missing. It has like what you've now discerned to be the tradeway going diagonally, like top left to bottom right. They have like shaded in like a big circly area, shaded in with the little triangles that kind of represents the uh, the forest with a big chunky tree in the middle. Very cack-handed and scrawn and stuff. But then beyond that, so in like the top right is the X. So it's just a hunch, but you assume that there may be buried treasure through and beyond Elmora's forest. And how 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 far away are we? Are we sort of like a day or two days? Yeah, away? you are you are closer to Croft than you are to Russelton and the forest. Okay. It would mean yeah. hmm? we're going to have to go back to Russelton after we get money from Bundle. Bundle. Hey, well, uh, again, this is the beauty of D anD. d This you could just ignore this piece of paper and never go find the treasure. You could go immediately. Fuck Bundle, you know. <laughs> I, I vote we carry on and yeah, we'll put a um, the map. We'll put a pin in this one because actually, speaking of things with pins in them, you know it's going to be very convenient to getting to find this treasure? Magic carpet. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to let it go, are you guys? You want that magic carpet? Oh, no, we want a magic carpet probably hand-delivered by the Oaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to put this map into my bag. Yep, you're handy. Have a sec. We will uh, come back to this later. Alrighty. Uh, with the potential of buried treasure in the future, you continue with your spirits raised. Uh, it starts to get again later and later in the day. As the sun starts to set, however, on the horizon, the glow doesn't completely disappear. And you realise it's not the sun setting, and the sun has stopped setting. It is this town, this city of Croft. You kind of get a little bit closer, a little bit closer. This glow just still bright and emanating, almost like a golden yellow. And you kind of arrive. It is a sight to behold. Yes, it is exactly like a medieval Las Vegas. A long strip of towns, of shops, taverns, Casinos, all magically lit up with these bright, glowing, radiant signs. Some of these signs have been enchanted to move and shift, so it's almost like the kind of there's a big one for the tavern, and it's got like a tankard which tilts and sways and stuff. Everything, as you kind of look up, is connected like a spider's web of this thin, delicate, golden thread which seems to be connected to everything. The signs above the taverns, the signs above the casinos, these metal poles that jut out of the ground, which have just these glass orbs on top, which seem to be radiating this beautiful light that just light up the place like it's midday. 
hustle and bustle of people walking through and past people also roughly the same time as you guys coming here first seeing it for the first time horses and carts but there's no horse the cart is just pulling itself along this weird arc of electricity just shooting out occasionally and zapping into the ground which dissipates and this cart is pulling itself without a horse you kind of mouths agape and kind of all kind of walk forward a little bit as you kind of walk forward there's some random visitor or tourist or resident kind of stops and takes it all in and you just hear her kind of under her breath like oh that bonzel I would die for that man she kind of continues walking off start to venture into the town a bit more there seems to be these shops full of just random merchandise and they seem to have made these little like bunzel plushies there's this little kind of man he seems to be a uh, quite older slightly receding hair a bit of a belly but he's got a big smile on his face they made like little plushies with him with like magic coming out of his hands there's like a funko pop figure one of like a little bobble head <laughs> and he's got like lightning shooting over and eye looking over him again taverns casinos there seems to be these weird shop which says bruise on it with a z b-r-e-w-z and there seems to be a q out the coming out the front of it the kind of door of this shop swings open and these two quite young uh human girls kind of smiling and giggling to themselves with these kind of beautiful elegant glass bottles of these potions uncorking them and kind of sipping them and sharing like oh you sit mine sit mine like these two little girls like enjoying these brand new beautiful potions they bought and scuttering off across the kind of main Vegas strip what do you guys do? I, I would like to do something very quickly whilst whilst those girls are in view I would like to take the golden goblet out my bag full of potion and just neck it in one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's when in Rome. <laughs> to try and impress them, obviously. To be fair, I've been on a night out with you, Carl, and it's not that dissimilar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carl, uh, <laughs> roll a 20-sided dice for me. <laughs> Nine, 19. 19. It's got to be good. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. very... No, no, no. <laughs> very similar to the kind of warm regeneration that you kind of felt earlier that you magically cast upon yourself. You drink this potion and it's like that, but tenfold. You just kind of, like you've had 20 coffees. You're like, zing, kind of like, whoa. Kind of like, I feel great. You get about... Oh, blimey, that's a lot of dice. Hold on. (laughs) Although you don't technically need it because you're at full health, you get... 32 points of healing back. <laughs> Even though you don't need it, you're like, zing! Overhealed. Yeah. You kind of chug this goblet, you're like, ah, <laughs> like, I'm ready! I, I ask if he's okay. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we go, guys? This is all very overwhelming. Before we get into adventure mode, I assume this is a city that never sleeps. I was hoping to call in at one of these many shops um, as we're as we're passing by. There's a little something, something I'd like to pick up before we go into a place of meetings and bars and so on. Um, sure. Some a little piece of anyone else want to buy anything while we're here? I Maybe mean, I'll... one of those bobbleheads. Nice. You're gonna get a bobblehead. I am in the market for a poisoner's kit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because I've just gained proficiency with using one, but alas, I do not have one, and this seems like the perfect place to <laughs> to buy one. I mean, it would be unfortunate. I mean, in negotiations, if anything breaks down, if anyone needs to be poisoned, you know, this is probably going to be a convenient time. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to go and buy a kit when we have the chance. <laughs> if we if we agree, that's a good use of party funds. That is. Sure. I mean, do we do we want to get this four K? first and then go on the shopping spree or do we want to just visit the shops before we sort of continue the quest? If there's anything that's out of our price range we can always earmark it for later. I'd just like to have um, some some ability to poison people just in case it Ah. comes up in the near future. (laughs) Very good, very good. Uh, Okay, yeah. Uh, This is, you you could naturally seek it out or this is like very much seaside town meets magical medieval Las Vegas you could essentially just walk and look at signs until you find the right thing I I would be interested to see if they've got any spoken word art performances alrighty uh, as you kind of start to walk and make your way through and into this uh, main kind of Vegas strip a couple of places uh, catch your eye and you kind of hear a even though there's a lot of hustle bustle, you can hear the telltale loot strums and magical drumming and the uh, the bard, the typical bard sounds and stuff. Seems to be uh, two taverns that draw your attention. There's one that's called the Electric Dragon, and there's one that's called the Whispering Rogue. Mm. Uh, Scamos, as you start to kind of walk through this main strip and just looking at all the shops. A lot of them seem general goodsy. Some of them seem to be souvenir-y with these little bunzel bobbleheads and bunzel plushies. Uh, but you do see one that seems to have... doesn't seem to have uh, a huge sign that's big and radiant. It seems to be a bit smaller, more old-school neon kind of swoopy letters. With the uh, It's got like a balaclava kind of single kind of bandana with the two eyes glowing. And it just says quite small underneath... Shady Sally's. Oh, damn. <laughs> My kind of place. We, mind if I just pop into sh- uh, Shady Sally's here, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go stand outside the window and just peek into Electric Dragon while you do that. I'm coming into Shady Sally's. I want to see what goes on in there. Yeah. I'm I'm stood outside like my eyes are just like this, just looking at <laughs> <Just laughs> taking, take take everything in. Taking everything in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Finn, you're kind of looking about and you kind of hear a very subtle bell, like a ding, 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 and you kind of turn and look behind you. And one of those uh, magical horse carts that seems to be pulling itself, there's a guy there like, excuse us, mate, as the kind of cart magically just pulls itself along. And you just kind of look in this place and oh. Uh, Scamos and Oran, you kind of go into Shady Sally's. Uh, the windows are tinted and it is dark inside. 
vents were strange kind of smells of stuff, like quite toxicity kind of smells coming from some of the potions and some of the weird smoke and elixirs that seem to be in here. Uh, quite an older lady, grey hair, kind of slicked back, quite wrinkly, quite old. She's probably pushing on. You're not sure if she's a, a human or half-elf or elf. She seems to be quite just normal featured, but quite wrinkly and old. She kind of nods. She's like, welcome to Shady Sally's. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Are you are you the lady herself? Are you Sally? Yes, I'm Sally. A pleasure to meet you. Scam us nowhere. You're new here. Names are irrelevant. I mean, yours is on the door. <laughs> <laughs> True, but a lot of my clientele remain like to remain anonymous. I mean, this is just one name. Don't worry, I've got a few. <laughs> I'll tell you all my secret identities, I don't care. <laughs> you have no idea how much capacity I have for secret identities. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you there, boy, then? Um, what I am in the market for, what I would really like, um, what do you have in the way of poisonous kits? Oh, one of those are you, I see. Well, not above stabbing a guy in the eye, but something you need to be sometimes need to be a little bit more subtle, right? <laughs> she kind of gives you a cheeky wink, like, "Don't I know it?" Yes, I have what you are looking for. Do you have a coin, though, good sir? That's the thing. How much coin are we talking for one of your finest poisonous kits? Mm, I could let this go for fifty gold. How about, I mean, that sounds like a good price, and I would never offend uh, a lady, but as a young adventurer in town, you know the business. Um, what's the best price you could give me if I was to tell all and sundry around these busy streets that Shady Sally's is the, the best place for all of your subtle needs? Uh, roll a persuasion for me. Okay... I roll 16 and my persuasion is plus 2. So, 18. She kind of... <laughs> okay, okay, 45. Works for me. Only Oren's here to ask, you know, are we happy with this? Or Go for it. Do it. Wonderful. We have a deal. Right, she kind of puts a hand up like, one moment kind of slinks off. She has very kind of smooth movement, almost like she's on wheels. Doesn't seem to have any kind of stride or bounce in her walk. She just kind of naturally just gently floats away. A few moments later, she comes from behind the, like, the beaded curtain with a, like, small... almost looks like a old-school uh, toolkit. Like, almost the kind of house kind of shaped square with the kind of triangle roof has like the two handles that kind of lift and open it up. As she kind of lifts and opens it up, you can see there's like lots of tiny, intricate, very delicate little potions and vials and test tubes and like a, a glass uh, rod for stirring and stuff. 
It's like one poisoner's kit, my good man. Kind of very slowly uncurls her fingers, waiting for the gold. I will. I will pay the good lady. Okay. Anything else? Um. Well, I tell you what. I don't want to blow my load too early, but uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, when we're on the way back from the job, um, I might call in for some more supplies on the way back through, um, just to be sure you have it in stock. How are you stocked on smoke sticks? Or smoke bombs? Oh. oh. You know, for those, who, for those who wish to make a sudden exit from somewhere, should the need arise. Interesting. I like, I'm loving these questions. Yeah, one second, one second. Is that a thing that exists? If I've just made something up, then I'm very sorry. You have... Got any C4? I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot, but you've kind of made something up, but doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Well, it just so happens that you may be in the right place. She pulls out a scroll, quite small and subtle, a very dark, almost very, very dark brown kind of parchment. Seems to be wrapped with like a single black little bit of leather. This scroll is enchanted with a single spell. Unravel it and throw it onto the ground, and fog would appear and swirl around you, giving you the ability to vanish. However, this will be far more expensive than the poisonous kit, my love. I love that character trait. Brings out <laughs> scat. A bit of scat. Scat. This will be expensive. Skip it about. I could let this go for seventy gold pieces. Interesting. Well, we're in the middle of a job right now. Remember me, and I shall. Um, all goes well. I may return for this on my way back through. While I'm here, though, I don't want to be rude. Oren, anything anything take your fancy while we're here? Or are you looking for something a little more um, blunt force trauma? Yeah, I'm looking for some violence. I'm in the mood for violence tonight. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I'm going to get it here. We're good. Well, thank you very much, Shady Sally. I hope this is the start of a beautiful trading relationship. Well, like I say to all my other Patreons, if you've got the coin, I've got the supplies. Wonderful. We bid her goodbye and head back out into the street. Alrighty. Uh, Uruprax, uh, you were going over to the Electric Dragon, I believe it was? Yeah, just to look through the window. Okay. Uh, I won't, You don't need to roll a perception for it. This place is... Uh, they're not trying to hide anything. It's beautifully well lit. A wonderful tavern. Kind of puts um, Hendrix to shame a little bit, but here's a small tavern in a small town. <laughs> much bigger, much wider, many more tables. There seems to be all sorts going on. People at the bar cheering, people at the corner of the room having deep, meaningful conversations, but all still drinking and being merry. There seems to be a much bigger, much more luxurious kind of performing area in the corner, a raised part of the floor where people can perform. And you kind of look over, and it's very plain, plain to see 
it's almost like a karaoke night in here. There is a bard currently up there, and there are several bards kind of gathered around the performing area, almost kind of making a queue in a line of people going up next to perform. This is like open mic night. In the far corner to that of the performing thing, you can see as well, amongst all the hustle and bustle, it seems to be people gambling and doing some kind of dice rolling. And they're rolling dice, and one of them gets up and cheers, is like, yeah, and starts like grabbing all this coin that's on the table. Some other guy like throws his set of dice onto the table, gets up and walks over to the bar and stuff. This place is alive. Uh, Finn, you're just sitting there kind of taking it all in. Roller Arcana for me. Yep, let's have a look. Thirteen. Thirteen. You kind of, you're like looking at all this magic and this technology and all this electricity that seems to be generating and going about the place, and you're like, well, it's some form of magic, so I must be able to discern what it is, kind of thing. You kind of look up and you kind of focus on one of the, uh, one of the like the neon signs, trying to glean on it a little bit, trying to sense the magic emanating from it, and as you kind of focus on it, it's whoa, drop seven, drop, drop, drop the dice. <laughs> as you kind of focus and glean on it, it's almost like a JJ Abrams lens flare. Like the energy, just you kind of tap into what the actual energy is, and it is so bright, it almost blinds you for a split second. And like as you look around everything is giving you off this huge huge camera lens flares and you're like oh jesus and you almost have to kind of block your eyes and like hide your eyes from the shade you manage to kind of shake it off and kind of like okay let's stop trying to sense the magic kind of thing and the kind of lens flare dies down a bit so it's not it is not the light it lights it is literally the magic uh yes these lights these self-driving carts, the lights, the magical signs, this golden thread that seems to branch out and spider connect everything together. There is some kind of magic coming from it, but when you tried to detect it, it like almost gave you a migraine. It was so bright. Right, right, okay. It's at that point that uh, Uraprax probably stops people through the window and Skamos and Oran return to you. You guys are in the middle of this bustling town square. I suppose we should start I, trying to find Bunzel. Well, yeah, I have a, I have a question about this golden thread. So, obviously, the, the magical source of this, I think, is interesting. And if it's described like a sort of web, is it? Could we, could we follow the thread to kind of a center, like where it's um, coming all coming? Clap, up? clap, 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 clap. Yes. Roll a uh, perception or investigation for me with advantage. Okay, I'm gonna go for perception. <laughs> well, one on that uh, one, so we're not going for that. Uh, ten. Ten? Okay. It takes you a little minute at first, but you kind of almost you seem to spot it. It's like that bit connects to that bit, which connects to that bit. That bit kind of branches out from over there, but then it connects to that, and that bit is definitely a bit thicker. And you kind of trace that thicker bit of thread, which connects to other pieces of thread, which get to a bit of a more of a chunkier cable. And you can see it going off into the distance. You're like, okay, it's definitely coming from somewhere because 
every time it kind of spider webs and branches out again, it gets a little bit thinner. But if you follow it, it gets a bit thicker, and you can probably find the source. I think we should follow this, guys. I think this is the... I think at the source of this is going to be the mystery, but also that's where we're going to find Professor Power, right? Huzzah! Oddwood. Alrighty. It is getting to about 11 o'clock. Should we find somewhere to put the horses up for the night and then... um... Oh yeah, the horses. (laughs) (laughs) Turn and they're gone! (laughs) Shit. No, uh, Finn has been kindly looking after these horses as you guys have been running off and buying shit. But Finn is downing bloody potions left right so there. He's, made him he's more, not a responsible person more, to leave with horses uh, and he's more perceptive he's like, than ever yeah, he's trying to shake off the last little droplets of this potion out, <laughs> uh, out of this trophy cup out of this goblet as it were yeah I, I sort of like look around I panic I can't see the horses anywhere I don't, I'm freaking out and then I realise that they're just over there it's fine <laughs> Let's find the stable. I, I'm still sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's below me. Um, yeah, let's find somewhere to put the horses up and then do we stay ourselves as well or are we going to carry on during the night while it's all lit up? Um, I don't know. Unless, like, we're, we're going for a night out in the town then maybe Professor Power won't be, won't be like... I mean, we're assuming here. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, bearing sense. in mind, we could have stayed on the road. They're not going to be expecting us until at least until at least the morning. We could have a night out and have some fun while we're here, or we could carry on tonight, or we can go in well rested. It's this bar good. looks incredible. Come on, our practice come all this way, and there are all these other bards. I think we can we can give them a night on the town. Let's get the horses away and then have a night of it. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let's do it. You start to kind of uh, uh, walk your horses. You're not on horseback. This, uh, although big and luxurious, it is quite busy, and it is safer for you to to get off your horses and kind of walk them along your side. You get closer to the uh, the electric dragon. You return back there, uh, following uh, Uraprax, and uh, as you kind of get over to there, a guy in like a, a red vest kind of goes up to you guys. He's like. Take your horses, sir. Oh, like a valet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're either being robbed or it's a valet. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Can uh, I do a perception? Uh, it'd be an insight. An insight. Oh, an insight to see if he's lying. Perception to see if he's just a random guy in a red vest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do both or one of them. Uh, so let's start with one. Let's start with one of okay, them. Okay, deep perception. 16 <laughs> plus one, 17. Okay. And you kind of look at him, your eyes squint, kind of look about a little bit, and you see like a couple of buildings up. Another guy in a red vest is riding a horse, gets off of it, and hands the reins to someone else who flips, like you can't see it from this distance, but like flips him a coin. He catches it and nods and then kind of runs and kind of goes back to his little spot on the corner next to the bar. So do I need to do insight as well? Or? Uh, you get the glean that he's probably, this is some kind of horse ballet. Okay. Oh, oh no. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. I'm just going to give him my horse. Yeah, take it. 
Yeah, we'll take it. We'll then we'll take a note of his name tag on your um, parchment as well. And then if anything happens with the horses, then who's to say what could happen? Uh, he has. It's not a name tag. It's embroidered. He has a little name embroidered on his vest. Monographed. What's his name? Yeah. Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence the Horse Valley. I should write that down as well. <laughs> horse. <laughs> when we give over the horses, you're going to do that thing when people in shops are like, take good care of my horse, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, right, all four, excellent. Uh, uh, two silver, please. Oh, nothing, peanuts. Yeah. Because it's not even half a window. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, are they going to feed the horses? I mean, what what kind of service are we paying for here? Yeah, we take care of the horses, feed them, brush them. We brush, brush them a them, lot. That's oh good. Make good. sure you brush them. <laughs> yeah. that's, good. that's good, because we haven't been doing any of that. <laughs> Whoa! When you were <laughs> sleeping, having nightmares, I was brushing that horse. <laughs> he kind of looks up and down the kind of strip a little bit. You can probably get the impression he's looking for his manager. He's like, chuck me another couple of coppers and I'll brush them three times. Oh, again! <laughs> Can't brush horses too much, guys. Coppers uh, for him. Yeah. Throw some coppers. All right. Uh, you chuck him uh, two silver and a couple of coppers. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't ride one of them and then come back and then ride the other and then come back and ride the third. He uh, gets all three, all four, sorry, by the reins and gently leads them through. Very good. It seems to be very good animal handling wise. Just a couple of like kind of things and the horses immediately are like oh okay yeah we're going this way kind of thing of course it's Lawrence alright Lawrence the horse valet takes your horses and puts them somewhere safe <laughs> you will get that deposit back I guarantee <laughs> as your ruling and fearsome dungeon master I guarantee no horses will be harmed yeah <laughs> alright you enter the electric dragon a beautiful, well-lit, bright and vibrant tavern. A bard has just kind of finished a beautiful rendition and uh, is bowing luxuriously, again, repeatedly. Big, wafty hand gestures, bowing really, really low. All the other bards going absolutely crazy and whooping and cheering. Normal people in the tavern, less so. (laughs) But, you know, the bard's kind of eating it up and stuff. I bet he opened with a my name is whatever his name is and I'm here to say rap they always yeah, kill and I rap like this in a major way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bard is still bowing as another bard kind of gets up and almost is like elbowing him off like come on my turn my turn kind of thing and before the first bard is even stepped down from the thing the next bard is kind of nodding and thanking the crowd and doing a little hand like oh you're too kind you're too kind and already starts kicking up and like just rocking out a storm on these loots. <laughs> Again, you hear the cheers and the boos and the screaming from that weird gambling table in the corner. Uh, the bar is quite busy, but you can eventually get up to there and start queuing if you wanted to. Yeah, mm. go up to the bar. I'd like to shuffle up to the bar and get a drink. My eyes fixed on that stage as more of the bards are performing. Alright. As you kind of get out to the bar, there is, very similar to Uruprax, a dragonborn tending bar. Oh my god. 
Wait, is the tail at the front or back? <laughs> the tail is at the back. <laughs> but he has two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Uruprax with his bronze-like scales, this dragon seems to have almost a whitish silver. A gnarly kind of scar across his face that looks like it almost took out of one of his eyes. One of his eyes on his left side, kind of slightly milky where he took a big chunky blow. A bit burly. Looks like he's seen some action. Maybe he's retired and now is tending bar. Kind of walks past you guys like, I'll be with you two seconds. And kind of goes past. He's like, Sheila, we need more beers over here. Comes back. Claps his hands together. Right, what can I get you? Give me a tumbler of your finest ale. Alright, yep. Yeah. What, four of those? Finn, Oren, Scamos, what are you having? I would like a tumbler of the second finest. <laughs> <laughs> I want a glass of all the dregs and all the drip trees. <laughs> you have like a top shelf. <laughs> he kind of looks at you with his one good eye. Yeah, they are special. <laughs> Just put everything on the top row of optics. Just put it all into one big jug for me. <laughs> that used to be our birthday special. Oh, Something no. Bad. And what about the guy with the horns? What about you? Yeah, beer's fine. Alright. Eight silver pieces, chap. Scamos, pay the man. I pay him, and while I'm paying, I ask, um, "What's the what's the game going on over there?" Ah, it's a gambling game. It's called Vaults. Never heard of it before. No. How do they play? Yeah, you roll dice, and who rolls the most wins. Quite simple. Ah, convenient. Sounds fun. Maybe we'll go check it out. Yeah, you probably should. By that point, he finishes pouring all these owls. Big, big, huge kegs behind the bar. This is like a proper old school where the kegs are just stacked up behind the bar. They're a bit, they're a bit frothy and they're a bit warm, but then they kind of slosh onto the ta- onto the uh, the bar itself. But it kind of gets them to you. Uh, takes the takes the silver, and before you know it, he's off. He's already tending to more people. Uh, these uh, these ales, these beers are delicious, though. Really nice, high quality. Again, it gets to that point. You're just kind of drinking. You're kind of taking it all in. The bard finishes his rendition of whatever song he was playing. Some kind of ode to a woman that he once loved who would never love him back. You know, classic bard stuff. And is taking his 28th bow as all the other bards about the place clap and cheer. The people, the normal people in the tavern, less so, but... The bards are loving it. Are you going up, Oroprax? Considering it. I'm going to watch the talent for a little bit and see what happens. <laughs> so, guys, before we do anything else in this bar, are we, um, what, what, what type of behaviour are we on here? Like, with, with gambling, are we, uh, is it getting rowdy tonight or are we having a quiet one? Well, we do have to see Professor Power in the morning. But okay, so I can be very easily led astray in a night. So out. nothing, oh, nothing, yeah. oh, nothing overtly fighty. Fair enough. Should we go and watch the gambling? 
Yeah, let's go over to the books table. And if All we right. can get in, someone should play. I'll play, or if anyone else wants to, I want to play some. Yeah, books. let's see. Let's watch how it's going first. So let's watch over because you said there's a bit of a uh, contention, right, with people getting happy and sad from whether the results are there. What the results? Oh, hey, that's gambling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As you go over, uh, it seems very odd. It seems like there is some form of gambler and some form of dealer. The dealer has several dice in front of them uh, for metagaming or just for explaining. I don't know how to explain it in-game. But he has a d6. Oh, no, sorry. He has a d8. He has a d10. He has a d12. And he has a d20. The current gambler only has two d6s. The gambler seems to be betting, then rolling, and then the dealer will pick up one of the corresponding dice, one of his many different sized dices, and roll it. It seems like it, you win if you beat the dealer. So the dealer is rolling a number, you have to roll your two d6s and try to beat that number. Okay. It seems like every time you win, you can go up and up and higher and higher until eventually you can try and beat his roll on his 20-sided dice. Ooh. That's all you can glean so far. However, people are next to you like, you want in, you go next. Yeah, yeah I'll, I want to I wanna go. I'll go next. All right. As a... Uh, it's like, oh, we've got a newcomer, we've got a newcomer, kind of thing. Like, people part as they're like, oh, hey, go on, Dwarfy, go on, Dwarfy. They kind of <laughs> they kind of push you and beckon you in. And uh, very similar to the valet driver, however, in like a purpley kind of vest, there seems to be a an elfin man, quite uh, tall, very regal, very prim and proper, even though everyone is cheering, whooping. Someone wins and they kind of push him and nudge him like, Way! kind of thing. He's just kind of standing there just taking it kind of thing. He's like, good afternoon, sir. Are you here to gamble? I am. Lovely. Have you ever played vaults before? No. He kind of gives you two six-sided dice. You will take your dice and you will try to progress through the dragon's vaults to try and defeat the dragon. And he kind of gestures the 20-sided dice. You start in the first vault. He points to the eight-sided dice. This will get you a reward of a one-to-one. If you are successful, you can either take your winnings, or you can continue to gamble and go to the second vault. And he points to his d10. This will give you a two-to-one winnings. If you then win again, you can progress to the third vault, and he points to the 20-sided dice, where you receive a three-to-one on your winnings. And if you can defeat the third vault, you can decide to take on the dragon. And he points to the big chunky 20-sided dice, where you get a 4-1 to one on your winnings. However, if you roll snake eyes or dragon eyes, you automatically lose. Okay, what's the minimum uh, bet? Five gold, sir. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, as long as you guys don't um, object, I'm going to put down five gold. Uh, go for it. Okay, so highest number wins. You get two six-sided dice. I just get one of my dice. Uh, if you roll snake eyes, you automatically lose. If we tie, 
I believe it goes in the pot and you get to re-roll. Remember that arm wrestle roll. Come on. So six. So I'm rolling. I've only got one six-sided, but I'll roll it twice. Twice. Yep. Okay. Oh, fuck. And so you're just betting five? <laughs> yeah, five gold, and I just rolled a five with my first roll. Okay, I get my eight-sided dice. I rolled an eight. He takes that five gold. I don't oh, know. I get to roll it twice. Oh, I thought your two was. Oh, no, no. sorry, just one. Okay, so I rolled an eight, so you've got to get a three or higher. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I got a two. Oh. <laughs> he takes a go. Well played, Sam. Do you have to play again? This is the first vault. <laughs> no, I don't want to play again. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> he, gest- he gestures to the other, the three of you. Would you I'll like play, to play? I've got, I've got six of my own gold. Very well, sir. The minimum bet is five. Okay, five. Five it is. Going to lose all our money. <laughs> so uh, roll it's your two. Wonderful. <laughs> roll two d six. While this is going on, sorry, I'll whisper to Finn because um, he was talking about, um, you know, what if we lose all the money, um, Finn. If this goes badly, just get ready and follow my lead. Get your get your disembodied voice ready. <laughs> oh god! I rolled a total of four. Okay, I will roll. I rolled a four. So we roll again. We roll again, sir. A total of ten. Oh, you you, you can't. I can't beat you. Because I can only roll, only roll up to an eight. Excellent. He gives you five gold. Well played, sir. Would you like to continue? Yes. <laughs> so one to one, you might as well. Would you like to add to your bet? No. Okay, so you uh, currently have ten gold on the table. As you move on to the second vault, roll your 2d6. Oh, shit. <laughs> Eight. Oof, I only rolled a two. Whoa. Uh, so that'll be, he puts, he gives you 20 gold. 20? Is that two to one, yeah. Walk away, now. walk away. Would you like to continue, sir? At this point, people are grabbing you by the shoulders <laughs> and shaking up. Yeah, go to the third ball, go to the third yeah. ball. Come on, the glory's going to be worth it. Go to the third ball. But I've, I've got a 12 against a 20. No, no it's not the 20 yet. It's a 12-sided dice. It's a 12. So I, can, I can roll up to 12, so you have to roll very, very well. Ah. Oh, but he's still rolling two d6s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's gambling! It's gambling, bud! Ah, fuck I still it, think you should do it. In we go. Okay, so there's like 40 gold at the moment, yeah? Six. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. He takes it all. Uh, well played, sir, as he takes that 40 gold away. So that means when you get to the dragon, I didn't under, understand that. So when you get to the dragon, you're still just rolling two d6s and you're rolling a d20. Yeah, so you're at a massive yeah. disadvantage, but the prize is huge if you win it. As, as he turns around, I spit a tiny bit of acid on the back of his coat. <laughs> turns to, uh, turns to Scamos and Finn. Try your luck, sir. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my. Kind of looks at Scamos in his kind of rogue like gear and cocks an eyebrow. Sir? 
Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're starting in the first vault. Just a ten, ten gold bet. Uh, sorry, five, five gold bet. Seven. Yes, please. All right. Two d six. Six and fuck me dead. I've used all my luck. I just rolled a double six. <laughs> yep, I can't beat that because I've only got an eight-sided dice. Well played, sir. <laughs> you are. Uh... Gives you uh, five gold back, so you have ten. Right, like let's let's continue. Up your bet, sir. Uh, no, I'll keep. I'll just keep. What we have on the table. Right, ten on the table. Roll again. Right, I only rolled five that time. <laughs> I rolled a five as well. Reroll. Oh, people are grabbing. <laughs> Some really drunk guy has like got both your shoulders like oh my god like shaking <laughs> okay reroll um, before before I do this is hypothetically asking you as uh, GM here now could I play properly or could I could I roll for sleight of hand and try and cheat scamos <laughs> uh... <laughs> nowhere you have probably been in a situation like this before. Dodgy back alley gambling or gambling among friends in the corner of a not so popular tavern in the shady corner. You could probably get away with it. This is this would be like trying to cheat and counting cards and stuff at Vegas. This is... mean, it could be done. It could be done. You could try. Maybe I'll try that when we're on the way out, out of, of town. town. <laughs> this, is a, this is a conversation I'm having with like a Jiminy Cricket character in my yeah. head. <laughs> your little your little shoulder angel and shoulder demon. If we could do it, yeah, and then there's like a just because you could, you just not to think that you should. <laughs> okay, right, you're on the second case, bowl. Right, let's let's roll normally and sensibly again. We're re-rolling because we're tied. Yeah, I rolled a five on my first one. And... I rolled a two, so seven. I rolled an eight. Oh! Takes the gold. Well played, sir. And takes the gold. Uh, it's rough. Come on, Finn. Okay. Lose more. Yay! Finn's <laughs> <laughs> gambling as well. I have been peer pressured into gambling. <laughs> kind of nod to you, Master L. Okay, so two sixes now, yeah? Two sixes. Why is are my you, heart racing so fast? Just a, three. Just a, just a minimum bet of five, or are you doing more? Uh, yeah, just five. Okay. So I got a three and then a five. Eight. Can I beat it? No, I only rolled a five. Okay, he gives you five. Ten, and, ten on the table. I'll stick with the ten then. So. Would you like to continue, sir? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll continue, but <laughs> stick, stick with the ten. Okay, yeah. I'll go for it. So, one... Oh, one to one. Oh, oh Snake Eyes, he, he doesn't even roll, he just takes it. Well played, sir, sorry about that. Oh my god. <laughs> Would you like to play again? No. No. Guys, let's go back to the hotel or wherever it is we're staying tonight. The guy that was shaking you and getting really, really excited, like literally almost straddles you to get in the seat to start gambling. He's like, me next, me next kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Almost sitting on your lap, Finn, and you haven't even got up. Like, got up. And you're like, oh, okay. 
we should be supportive and watch this guy. He was a very good audience. Let's let's cheer him on as he plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, fuck it. Uh, now you have to play against yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! This is what I really wanted. <laughs> Do the voices. Okay. <laughs> 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 Do the voices! Do the voices! <laughs> oh my god. I'm out of water, hold on. Mm. Is that bad? All right. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, the guy that was shaking you and shaking you and then almost sat on Finn's lap to get in next sits down and kind of shakes his shoulders, cracks his neck a little bit. This uh, elf who is very prim and proper and just standing there, very dead pen, they're very dead pan. Sorry, is like hello again, Hank. <laughs> And Hank is like, okay, here we go. Like, gestures to you to blow the dice, like, starts going about you four yeah. to, like, blow his dice. They're blowing on them. <laughs> Maybe this is the problem we had. They didn't blow on any dice. He puts 25 gold down. Oh, I roll hey, Warbucks. Hank seems like the kind of man to me that wouldn't have 25 gold. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just he's about like to be the man that doesn't have 25 Yeah, gold. he's about he to lose his life. He through the first vault. He rolled a 9, and I knew, and the dealer only rolled a 1. Oh, Hank, he, he goes away, he's like, he starts oh. gesturing like, Yeah, we're shaking his... <laughs> goes to the second vault. He doesn't increase his bet, because he's got 50 on the table. <laughs> he rolled a 4. And the uh, the dealer rolled a ten. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, Hank! Save for Hank. Like Hank, like just stands up straight away, almost knocks the whole table over. You see um, the dealer very elegantly just kind of scoops the gold and catches it before it tips over completely. It's like, like Hank gets up, he's like, damn it! Kind of he's like, oh, that's the game, that's the game, kind of thing. <laughs> And then starts going, you guys like, hey, can you get, like, fuck off? Oh, you got fuck off? I'll get it back. Fuck off? Goes over to Scamos and starts, like, justin in his, like, cloak and, like, almost, like, picking a bit of dirt off one of his horns. He's like, hey, buddy, you can give me five gold, right? I'll get uh, it sorry. back. I'm good. The vault's you've seen, us, uh, you've seen us all lose all our money as well. <laughs> sorry, no, Hank. Gotcha. You got more? Come on, you've got to help me out. <laughs> Hank, when the fun stops, pause, stop. Thank you, whatever. Starts heading over to the bar. In the morning, he'll thank me for that. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. The night is, I mean, it's close to midnight, maybe even pushing on like one o'clock in the morning now. It is starting to die down a bit. It seems like maybe some of the residents or some of the tourists that have been here quite a bit are maybe starting to wind down a little bit, but there is still a crazy kind of hustle and bustle to this place, even though it's like one o'clock, almost two in the morning now. Aurobrax, do you want to um, maybe take it home on the stage before we call it a night? Well, is there a gap there? That's the question. You don't know. I mean, there are still quite a lot of bards. Okay, I'll go ahead and put my name down. <laughs> okay, you go over. See if they got my song. 
Okay. You start to make your way over Uruprax, and a uh, a bard comes up to you. This is classic bard, like the huge round brimmed hat with a gigantic fluffy like pink feather, the big puffy shoulders, the kind of Dublin and the little kind of cravat and stuff. He kind of comes up to you and is like, mm, hey there, Scaly. <laughs> Hi. Look at you with all your little traveling gear on. You're one of those traveling merchants, are you? I, I have traveled from afar to seek inspiration from the, the, the wilds of this land. Oh, well, excellent. You look like you can spin a tail or two. I have a web or two I can weave. <laughs> what's the, what's the <laughs> policy on, on getting my feet up on that stage? Oh, you'll have to get in line. It's very popular here, the electric dragon. I can see that. How how can I push myself ahead further? Is there a way to to quet the whistle? He kind of puts his hand on his chest, like very daintily, like <laughs> and kind of leans forward, like Slippy Two Girl. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you Slippy Two Girl, fabulous. Kind of immediately goes back into the facade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he kind of, as the bard who is currently up there finishes, he doesn't have a loot. He is just going absolutely hog wild on these drums. Just like, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, just a kind of very, like, archaic, rudimentary drum kind of jam he's got going on. We've all been there. We've been at those parties, and there's that one guy in the drums just in the corner going crazy. But everyone's loving it. Everyone's like really captivated. He kind of eventually finishes after this really long riff where it looks like it's going to go on forever. And again, takes 20 million bows. <laughs> this uh, big flamboyant one that greeted you kind of puts his hand on one of the other's chests who looks like they were just about to go up. And it's kind of like, dude, what gives? And kind of. <clears throat> There's a little finger curl towards you. And then I follow up. Alright. Okay. You go up on stage. Couple okay. of the regulars who look like you kinda of get the impression some of them go there every night. They're kind of they're clapping, but it's not as loud and flamboyant as the other people. They're like, what the fuck this guy? Like, how did he get to jump in the queue kind of thing? We make up for the for their lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs> Like We're stamping on the floor, doing like the stamping on the floor and everything. <laughs> okay, you have the floor. Okay. Hello, foreigners from this foreign town. <laughs> Probably not the best way to start, is it? <laughs> uh, I I come from faraway lands, and I spin a tale now of of a delicacy that is yet to be invented, but something that I I've dreamt of on many occasion and. Without further ado, I give you the tale of the Hobnob Goblin. <laughs> a disc. Like Frodo, oh so desired to cherish the ring, there lives a thing for which my heart doth sing. Golden like the sun, as rugged as a hobo's chin, yet sweet to the senses. I have found the one ring, the one thing that has transformed my being. For I am a Hobnob Goblin. 
I fall weak for a week with the oats that I wallow in and just the sweet intoxicating smell gets me swallowing my saliva as I try not to follow in line with the other hobnob goblins gobbling. Waddling through the hollows, these fat, slobbering hobnob goblins bob into each other as they consume and shut themselves in their quarters, gibbering and jabbering, cracking their McVitie's treats with delight. At the Sorrowin, the place you can find the hobnob goblins gobbling and waddling. We goblins call this home. Newcomers arrive, sallow, thin, unprepared to the oaty sin their virginized chins are soon to invite in. Enter in, and it's not long before your belly, hungry and hollow, thin from a hard day of running the rim of the fast-paced rat race circle of living, begins to fit in with the consumption of the goblins. Have your biscuits and join us in, the hanging door sign sings and swings. But, a word of caution to anyone tempted to come on in. Always check you've got cha-ching, for if your funds run thin, you'll be out on your ass so fast you'll have to call the medics in, and you'll be shunned. No point borrowing from the hobnob goblins, laughing and huddling around your taunting with their slobbering, juddering, fat fleshy chins as the hobnob goblins continue their gobbling. For we are a cruel breed, us waddling, wobbling, slobbering, gobbling, cackling, gibbering, jabbering, huddling, taunting, laughing, swallowing, swinging and singing, gobbling, hobnob. Goblins, thank you. Well, well oh, done, Dan. Flamboyant one is like, <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> kind of thing. Like, oh, <laughs> the crowd fucking erupts. Well done, man. I'm going to gift you an inspiration point. Yes! Yay. My first so, with awesome stuff and cool stuff like that, or just role-playing really well, being really... getting into the game, doing all these kind of extra bits and stuff, I will reward Inspiratio. Uh, at any point, anybody's role, myself or you or the fellow players, if you don't like the outcome, burn that Inspiration point and they will re-roll. And that includes me. If you don't like the thing I've rolled, I'll re-roll. Sweet. All right. <laughs> As you haven't even stepped down yet people are trying to all these other bards that are out and about are trying to get your attention and try to like beckon you over talk to you and stuff well done you kind of return to your friends in the corner who are being like proud mums just clapping and clapping just grab my drink again start <laughs> casually yeah. sipping wow. I, don't even, I don't even know how you perform that let alone read that or wrote <laughs> that or yeah. made that or anything did you make that? Yeah, yeah, that's my own. Oh my god. Wow. That's that, is, that is insane. It's the only one I have. <laughs> I'll say that. I've got like three, yeah. they're very different. It's gonna be a lot of episodes before you perform again. <laughs> <laughs> right. The festive. Oh digest. my god, that was amazing. That was insane. <laughs> oh. You know what? I think that is a that is a perfect point to leave it there. <laughs> Let's yeah. say the rest of the night is just full of drinking and camaraderie and friendship and you just all have an amazing night. The barman himself goes out of his way to be like, if you need a room, let me know. And you just you guys drink into the night and be merry and it's a good like couple more hours. This is almost like four o'clock in the morning when things start to actually start to die down and you finally turn into the night at about four ish in the morning. But yeah, let's leave it there, guys. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, that Huzzah! was such a good way to finish it as well. Oh, oh,
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Monsters and Madness. If you'd like to find out more about myself, you can find me on Instagram at Louis Hay, where I post a bunch of different silly sketches and doodles. If you'd like to find out more about John, you can find him on his Twitter at John Crinnan or his website, johncrinnan.com, where you'll find all the links to his stories and his other podcasts. You can find Carl on his Twitter at Carl Hughes, or you can visit hawkandcleaver.com to learn more about how they help fresh and upcoming podcasters. To find Daniel, you can find him on his Twitter at Wilcox Author, or visit danielwilcox.com to learn more about his books and his special boot camp to help new authors. You can find Andy CT on his Twitter at AndyCTWrites, or visit theotherstories.net to hear some of his horrifically twisted creations. The Monsters and Madness theme tune was created by Timo Henderson. You can check out his website, timohenderson.com, to see what kind of awesome music he can create, especially for you and your next project. And lastly, our background music was produced by Daniel Birch and downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. Visit his website, danielbirchmusic.com, to see what other music he has available. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you soon.